Day one, I was like, mm. I look great day one. I didn't, it wasn't, girl, okay. Like, it's very rare that I am shocked by a drag queen. And you, for real, have shocked me, like, time and time again. And day one, I was like, okay, I know I, we're gonna get along. Like, she seems like laugh, kiki, ha ha, like, good to be around. Like, your energy was immediately good. But I didn't, I'm, I'm, I didn't think you were as fierce as you were. And it was like, I would see it, and then I would see it more, and then you would slay. And I caught myself thinking, if it's a challenge like X, Y, or Z, this bitch is gonna beat me. Like, it has been a joy. I'm not saying that like you're leaving because I'm not gonna, I don't think you're about to leave. But, like, I have, like, shocked myself because I have to remind myself, bitch, you can't just, bitch, okay, sometimes a hoe come in the room with coveralls and take them off with a room. <laughs> but I can't remember what it was. I remember seeing oh, you get up there and you turn and that light hit you and you dipped that chin into that light and lifted it up. And I was like, oh. This bitch is cooking it. And I just love I just love that about you because like they call Cameron the dead the silent deadly threat. No, you bitch are the silent no, she's deadly loud threat. Loud. Yeah, girl. Of the season. And you and you put that little chuckle on the end of it, so don't nobody ever like really look at you like Monet. Yeah, she always do that or whatever. I love you, oh, Sorry. Okay, that, that was our reading rainbow moment. Oh, I live. Even with the and they brought that reveal to the and the non-existent This titties. is called biological. Get into it. Biological Gila monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, this day comes in every astronaut wife's life. Oh. When you've got to say, well, she's gone off to the stars. I don't want to miss a thing. No, no, but you know, she's going to fly off onto that rock. Yeah, yeah, you you'll, know? you'll play with animal crackers on her stomach. Yeah, I saw Deep Impact. I know what happens. Armageddon! <laughs> I know, but they came out at the same time. Right. And it was right. like, which is the one with Helen Hunt? <laughs> nope, that was, th that was Twister. Oh, it's yeah. Taylioni. <laughs> you got me, gal. Yeah, you got me, gal. So Monet, uh, we, we say goodbye to her this yeah. week. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I like this clip of the week because it, it somebody kind of just referencing her, her beauty and how she has shocked us throughout this entire season. And I will say, like, it's hard. Uh, it has been hard to kind of... Uh, keep watching Monet because there have been other stories kind of overlapping. There have been other things going on. And I think sometimes when her, when she has brilliance, there's someone else who's just kind of like skyrocketing through the episode or there's a big fight or something happens. And we kind of missed how shocking it was to watch Monet just slay. Yeah. Oh, well, she has been so crucial to this season's success in terms of her talking head, her being the narrator and her reacting and and being her her kind of positive self. When I think of Monet in this season, and I think of like looking back and watching it kind of with the whole season, kind of being you know, knowing what's going to happen, I feel like I'm going to see Monet as this great like supporting actress in a movie. You love that. Where it's like she's never the star, but she has storylines that are about her, but sure. she's she's just weaved throughout the story. Right. And she's, you know, she's our narrator <clears throat> and she's kind of our She's someone that you can't help but like. Like, I think of, to mention a Matreon movie, I think of Halle Berry and Boomerang. Okay, right. You know, where she just kind of weaves through the story and you're kind of like always in love with her. Yeah. Um, but of course it ends differently. Right. Um, and, and so I feel like also Monet is very much like a Jujube 2.0. Oh, yeah. Where I don't think she, well, she didn't, she didn't win any main challenges. She won one mini challenge. But she has all of the 
she has all of the everything that you need to be successful off the show. Yeah, I mean, she, well, and to be fair, uh, I thought we would kind of go back and kind of talk about her performance just uh, briefly and kind of maybe because Asia wasn't very specific, mm-hmm. and I think we can be a little bit more specific because we're not, you know, in, in the middle of Untucked, mm-hmm. um, and we don't, you know, we have uh, some thoughts. We've had time to kind of think it over. I mean, she won the first mini challenge, which is a big deal. And that was that was when uh, they walked the runway with all of the past oh, season queens. Yeah, yeah that was and like she the did first the three, impression. two, mm-hmm. three. Yeah, you know. Um, and then uh, I guess that that main <sighs> challenge was to construct a look. And even though she was just safe, that sponge kept coming back, and yeah. that is branding. That is yeah. spectacular. Now she has that awesome song "Soak It Up," which features that dress. Yeah, uh, and the- has Bob in like a similar like oh yeah sponge inspired outfit. Amazing. I mean, it's you know it's super smart to find something that you've done that people can reference because sure. it's like there's a hundred plus queens. Right. So it's like a, a name alone, a season alone isn't enough. It's yeah. like what's your shtick? Right. What's your shtick? Yeah. Wh- and she, you know, she also has the first time she lip synced to pound the alarm Mm -hmm. i mean that that will go down as one of like top five lip syncs Mm -hmm. oh that fake out is like i mean in terms of like compilation moments of of best lip sync moments i mean that's like yeah it's that paired with rupaul's reaction where she just like flies towards michelle laughing (laughs) she can't fucking believe what monet just did it's like that kind of sums up I think that's the other part of when I think of Monet, I think, okay, she didn't win any challenges, but it's so clear that RuPaul loves her. Oh, yeah. She's the kind of drag RuPaul yeah, loves. Yeah, she did it. She, yeah. she was just like, get rid of the pussycat wig. Get mm-hmm. rid of the pussycat wig. And she gets rid of the pussycat wig and she goes home. Yeah. Very much like most other queens, the minute they do what they're supposed to do, they mm-hmm. go home that yeah. way. But, well, not for nothing, but every time she lip syncs, she was in a big wig. Okay, there you go. So it's like, that pussycat wig, I'm kind of on Monet's side. It's like, you know, I was fine every time I just kept it short. Sure. Wispy, nothing, <laughs> just Wispy. a Hat. I was safe. <laughs> uh, Farmer Rusical. I remember her in this challenge, uh, and I remember saying that like she just kind of went into the background. Yeah. She reacted really well, and she did her 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 part, but it was not about her and Farmer Rusical. No, that was where she had that Conflama song. Yes, with, with uh, uh, I'm blanking when, somebody. Uh, there's too many M names. Uh, I'm, I want to say Mystique, or Morgan, Ed, Mayhem Miller. Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then there was Tap That App. Um, she won the mini challenge that week when they were supposed to sell the chocolate bar and she sung. Oh, wait, she won that? It was Monet, Blair St. Clair, and Monique Carr. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it wasn't just, just her. No, yeah. it wasn't just her. Mm-hmm. So it was a group win, but she still, you know, it was like another win kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, she sung, you know, she got to do sure. some of her, her, oh, her shtick. I loved it. I uh, mean, in Tap That App, I think that she was... You know, oh, overshadowed by the Asia. She was overshadowed look. by that. I think that her role was like a little like, what's the idea? Like, I got the, the the idea like she's got a like quote unquote fucked up body and a pretty face, right? And this is all about a butter face, right? I got the idea. I think that was a weird challenge in yeah. a couple of ways. Yeah, you know? that was a weird way to bring that. Yeah. Um. Then, uh, last ball on earth. Um, I remember her Miami summer realness look when she came out and she blew the the the, the oh, frost that winter thing yeah, uh, yeah that was amazing that was yeah. gorgeous yeah. and of course you know the, the bathing suit look she had that beachy air you know yeah yeah and and then the runway I know wasn't the best didn't fit perfectly but like I don't know I I love the concept of having like the mask and like I don't know there was something about it that I right. I like the idea of it. And I recognize that the construction hadn't quite matched the idea. Sure, you know what sure. I mean. She went to the bottom and she did pound the alarm, right? So good. It was 
Yeah, it was such always a, loved. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It was such a good. It was such a good performance. It was such a that kind good, of. I think that that performance alone kind of pushed her all the way. To yeah, where she is. it was such a good way of kind of proving that she was in this race. Yeah, you right, know what I mean. Right. It was like okay, so maybe this runway was a bit of a misstep, but like yeah. you show up with that kind of lip sync, it's like okay, I'll forgive you. Didn't have enough time to finish your look. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and then of course uh, the next one was the Bossy Rossi show, and she didn't. She wasn't like ravenous over her hip pads, so she was in the bottom. I feel like that at that point in the season, it was like she, like she kind of got thrown out of the game a little bit. She, mm. her, her mind a little thrown off, maybe by being in the bottom. It seemed like she hadn't quite recovered from being in the bottom. Okay, and like oh shit, like I'm not giving them what they want. Right, and I feel like it took another week because that challenge that she should have kind of aced nailed. Um, it was like yeah, it was like where are you? You're you're two in your head right now. Yeah. Uh, she did Shania Twain's Man I Feel Like a Woman It was very funny Yeah, uh, yeah. She, You know she had gags In that one as well Which mm-hmm. I appreciated um, And then Dragon Panel Extravaganza Now this is the one That I feel like She was overshadowed By Eureka Not that Eureka Didn't perform well But I think people Are forgetting that While Eureka said Proportionized bodies It was Monet's idea Yeah to, She's the one who said She's like that's what we got to do. We got to use that. Let's just use that. Let's go with that. And that was her idea. Yeah. And she was, I mean, I think then you watch that episode and you see how Monet is there. And yeah, Eureka did great on her own, but it was nice to see Monet kind of get back into the race and to see her. It was like watching her in that challenge. It was like, I could almost feel when she was like, and I'm back. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and she's like, and now we're good. Yeah. She connected with Eureka. Like Mm -hmm. she was kind of, you know, she kind of, kind of let herself breathe for a second right you know mm-hmm. um then she did snatch game and she killed yeah killed yeah. it now was that also the week of the church lady look uh for, oh for the mini challenge she no was reading no for the runway uh it was mermaid oh that was the mermaid week oh that's right because of monique yeah and her mermaid was it was a cool story it was a story it was a cool story yeah, it was yeah, a story yeah, yeah. uh and and i think that's probably what didn't make her win although yeah. not to knock aquaria's performance in snatch game right but i mean hermia angelou was funny she came yeah. prepared it was good mm-hmm. it made up for chi chi's you know yeah yeah no de- definitely i think that that was just kind of a case where in a lot of different snatch games where it's like season six it's like adores on anna nicole smith right you know what i mean it's like right. oh well i mean that was yeah. also amazing. it was great yeah Jocelyn's Teresa, <laughs> you know, Judice, yeah, Smith. Johnson, Johnson, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Um, then it was the unauthorized musical, um, mm-hmm. and she she did a great share. It was just because of a runway that she didn't win, yeah. which is a shame. Because if you think about it, if she won that challenge, I think this would be a different game. I think right. that she would have probably been considered differently. Because not to jump the boom boom gun, but I think a lot of what happened this week was a cumulative decision. Sure. And it has to be at this point. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting there uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Breast World, she was yeah. great, charming, and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Asia kind of took over, and I think Monet should have won. Yeah. Uh, Monet or Aquaria. Yeah, and that was, and so that was the, the old lady runway. Yes, um, yes, which I love. Yeah, and they just were not, you know, they wanted a, they wanted, I don't know, they wanted something bigger different. A wig? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a bigger wig. Yeah. They didn't want any gags. I'm just like, I don't know what they want from yeah. Miss Merle. Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, we're back to the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we, we could talk more about her performance as the episode goes on, but I think it's important to kind of expand upon what Asia was saying. It's like, 
you know, she she surprised us. Yeah, she surprised yeah. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she certainly didn't surprise me when it came to lip syncing because I know mm-hmm. that, that like she is such a good performer. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of one of the aces in in uh, Monet's pocket is that she is because of the type of drag that she does and doing these like you know basically one woman show <clears throat> these one woman shows in in New York where she's on stage for 2 hours yeah. she has she's tuned to creating a show and she's kind of attuned to being the focus yeah. and i feel like you see that especially in the lip syncs because there's always there's always so many things going on. She's always bringing you different ideas, different gags, and I. It doesn't feel like gags and a kind of like desperate clown. No, 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 no. It just feels like I'm going to give you a full show. Yeah, I have a lot of tools in my tool belt. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some dancing. There's going to be some acting. There's going to yeah. be some fake outs. There's going to be some moves. Lots of face. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, not to jump the gun, but I think what we what they did not focus on in this week's lip sync was all of the face she was given right. and they had to not focus I know on that because you know it was good <laughs> you know it was. you know it was like Come and on. you don't forget the best and you don't forget this oh, especially it goes like this <laughs> you never know when it's gonna go like this <laughs> which is what happened um uh yeah so uh you know yeah god bless monet oh. good from far and definitely good <laughs> yes, and still good. Yeah, and still good up close. And you know? I feel like, and maybe I'm subjective because I, you know, am, am quite fond of Monet. But yeah. um, I don't know how you can't like Monet as a person. How you can't not like? How you can't not like Monet? Yeah. Yes, I don't know how you can't like Monet. She's awful. No, because I don't we can't you, not, Alanis. We, yeah, because we can't not. <laughs> These double negatives, will, you know, they'll come for you. Um, your English teacher was right, and so. <laughs> Um, was she well or he or were they, they? yeah um anyway certainly not my 10th grade english teacher i'll tell you that much oh Ugh, i fell asleep listening to julius caesar that he would play on his t- cassette tape oh boy oh my god it was the worst Ugh, well, that was the year we read separate piece and he ignored every gay undertone possible i'm just like are you serious right Sorry, come on Mary. come on <laughs> um i've never read a separate piece so i oh really yeah that it never came into the curriculum i went oh. to catholic school oh so. did you Big surprise. Um, <laughs> you know how those Catholic girls can be. Right, yeah, exactly. Hallelujah, hallelujah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know how, uh, yeah, how straightforward and ethical Catholic school can be. <laughs> and so, um, but anyway, what I was saying is that I just think that, like, I don't know how you can't not like Monet as a person. She's so charming and yeah. so likable. And, like, in, yeah, I felt like she was herself on TV. And you know, seeing how she you was, lose that in some of the queens. And how she was with all the different girls. It was like she didn't have any fights with anybody. No, she was very objective mm-hmm. while also just kind of just not playing any sort of uh, politics. Yeah, and, and we'll get into it when we get into the episode, but I, we even see it in when they first get back to the workroom after the elim- the non-elimination. I like when Monet oh, yeah. is willing to kind of like see both right, sides. Well, well, okay, let's, let's I see why yeah. she's saying this. I see why you're saying that. Right, right, right. And it's like, oh, you, that's the kind of person I love having in yeah. the room. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, no, don't leave. Yeah. We need you. Right, the narrator. Yeah, the narrator. You know? Yeah, and it's, you know, I, I it's going to be interesting to see it without her. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to say, like, it's going to be, not to name another queen, but it's going to be a mayhem. I think of um, uh, this, the second act of Into the Woods. I know this mm-hmm. is a reference that's beyond yours, but... Uh, I've seen Into the Woods. Okay, so yeah. the narrator, spoiler alert, um, the narrator in the second act uh, gets thrown to the giant and mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. And after that, there is no structure. They, the, 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 the characters have the ability now to act on their own accord mm-hmm. and they have the ability to decide where their fates are going to go. Yeah. And so it's interesting, and I know this is like stretching it, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, it's interesting to see now that the narrator's gone and to think about past seasons when the narrator leaves, it's like, okay, so 
now we have to like just watch these queens go straight to the top and go straight to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, there's there's not a lot of reflection anymore. Right. When I'm, I'm trying to remember who was our narrator from season nine. I know Peppermint kind of. Was there someone else who was kind of narrating season nine? Season nine. I'm like um, blanking. Sasha. In a way, right? Because Sasha was kind of like commentator. She was kind of like social justice commentator. Yeah. You know, commentator similar to Monique, but not in the same. You know, Monique and Alyssa are similar, like commentators right. or reactors. I guess yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I mean, you certainly mm-hmm. had Shea Coulee, another mm-hmm. adult in the room, mm-hmm. um, who had great talking heads about Nina. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like maybe it did end up being Peppermint ultimately, but I guess I bring that up because. In season nine, our narrator went to the end. Yes. And in season eight, I mean, our narrator was... And Bob. It was Bob. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of interesting when your winner is your narrator. Yeah. And Katya was season, season seven. seven. Right. But then by the time she went, it was like one more episode. Exactly. So it didn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. And we kind of needed that time to start to like Violet more, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. season six, I mean, the narrator of season six... Bianca. It was Bianca. That's that's true. It was Bianca. It was Bianca. Yeah. I mean, from the start, I was like, well, I'm not going to listen to anyone else other than Bianca. Right. Um, and season five, because Detox was kind of the narrator of season I five. I remember. I, yeah, it's hard for me to think about Detox because she was in Alaska Talks. Yeah. So I don't think that that uh, relationship would have worked for me, seeing Detox as someone who is objective. It's If you just pay attention to her talking heads, my memory of it is that there is a real narrator quality. It's different from the others. Sure. We're not as close to her as, say, right. Monet. Yeah. But it's it, there's a sense of the storyteller or the sense of going back to someone kind of giving, to you, giving it to you as it is. Who was top five? Was it, it was Detox. Detox, well, Detox was, top, was, top, was top four. Oh, top four. Who was top five? It was Coco. Oh, Coco. Who right. was not? Not the narrator. The narrator. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. I mean, and, and I guess Alaska, in a way, was kind of this... Was sort of a narrator Someone you keep going back to Yes That's the narrator of the season Somebody that you keep Kind of going mm-hmm. back to To like Okay what's What What was that Yeah Yeah, yeah. So Where I mean, are we now Yeah Right 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 And like who's Who's gonna give it to me straight Yeah Yeah Right. Yeah. Who's right. gonna tell me the story The way that it was like Hey you know I'm your home girl Yeah Kind of bougie all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 exactly And yeah. and Monet uh, our, our thanks to you For your service Yeah uh, For bringing it to us Every runway I think she stepped it up In terms of narrators Yeah You know Oh god All of her t- Paso profundo. Sorry. Yeah. Baby's uh, first glasses. Yeah, baby's <laughs> I mean, that's a look. That is a look. Oh, um, man. Love her. Well, let's uh, let's move on to this episode. Let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. They are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. 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 Uh, which is our podcast dedicated to all things drag race, the world of drag race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little BDBD TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And today, we are, of course, continuing our recap of season 10 with social media kings into queens trade Tra- and and in some cases trade yes um yeah it was uh i mean in terms of makeover challenges i love this one. Oh, you did love this one. oh this this yes. uh, this one is certainly up there i think the best one is obviously last season season nine when they oh sure oh no i crew. know uh, of course i know that yeah but this one i was for bringing outsiders in yeah so much better than i, I like that they mixed um Sexualities, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't just straight guys, it wasn't just gay guys. There mm-hmm. was kind of this like just allyship, this non drag ship. Yeah, I felt like we were, I felt like that was supposed to create a dynamic, like a more of a challenging dynamic than it really did. I didn't understand. Oh, you think so? Well, I felt like it got highlighted a few times, like, oh, well, my challenge was I had a straight guy. And it's like, well, I see I, what you mean. I don't know if that's the challenge. I see what you mean. You know, I, 
I I think the only one that is that came out of left field that didn't match was Frankie Grande. He was an interesting. He was an interesting case. Yeah, he was. I'll say this up front. He was not as annoying as I was expecting. Oh, I I didn't know who Frankie Grande was before. Oh, this, okay. So I, I didn't did. have a, a, a preconception. Yeah, I mean, so you must have been like, "What is Cynthia Lee Fontaine That's doing?" That's exactly what I, I was like. Oh my god, cuckoo again. <laughs> They yeah. love bringing her back. Cynthia. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So I I knew who he was and that he was kind of this like social media gadfly. Um, so I was kind of expecting this to oh, be okay. super irritating. Yeah. And he was fine. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I, I had no problem with really any of the queens mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, the social media kings mm-hmm. um, at all. I just it was interesting to kind of research some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Frankie Grande, I think, uh, was the one that kind of grabbed me the most because there was. I mean, he was on Big Brother. Yeah. Wait, no, I thought Tyler Oakley was on Big... Or No, no, sorry. I'm sorry. Frankie Grande was on Big Brother. Tyler Oakley was on The Amazing, Amazing Race. Race. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But I didn't know about that. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, these social media kings into Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Uh, you know, we have the the cold open, the, the mirror message. Yes. Um, uh, but no mirror. No mirror uh, or no message. Uh, yes. And uh, back in the workroom with uh, after the non-elimination and the focus... Is really, I think, Aquaria's frustration. Her, her Alaskan attitude. Yes, she gets very Alaskan. The, it, 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 she freezes to ice briefly. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> I don't want to read her too hard for the scene because she's just in her feelings. And I kind of understand where she's coming from. Yeah, and I think Asia said it best. She's like, even if you do feel that, like, don't say it. Yeah. Like, just let them have their moment. And, mm-hmm. and I think Aquaria said it the next day. Like, also, this whole conflict was resolved literally the next day right and that's why i'm not gonna like read her for like oh you know you're just thinking of yourself and it's like well if you think about it like they've been in this competition for weeks now and they're exhausted you know they're exhausted they're tired they've been working their asses off they're so close to the end and then to be told oh one more week it's like i would get frustrated too yeah she kind of pointed it though unfortunately she pointed it she's like and to watch these girls sailing through i'm like girl that's not what this is about yeah. you're just frustrated not because they're sailing through but because you have to wait another week mm-hmm. to get to top five that's where her feelings kind of took over yeah and we're starting to say things to kind of get those feelings out right you know right um i just find that like you have Asia, this positive person. She's a sister. She's kind of like, maybe she was frustrated too, but she also was like, oh yeah, okay, good. All right, great. Okay, oh, cool. They both got to stay. Like Mm -hmm. there is that aspect to go to. Mm -hmm. And I think it takes a certain maturity to kind of be able to get there, especially when you're in this, you know, hot box Mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. Um, You know, and then of course, we talked about this earlier with Monet, like, Kind of be like, well, okay, well, I get what she's saying. Like, you get what she's saying, right? She's yeah. just not saying it the right way. Well, and I like that she used an example that Asia would understand. She's like, hey, like in a Miss Continental pageant, right? Like, two queens can be fierce, but yeah. one's got to win. Oh, yeah. You get that, right? Oh, totally. And I think that's, it, it's an interesting place for these two perspectives of competition versus sisterhood yeah. to kind of start to collide. They can run alongside together. Like, queens can be sisters and compete. Yeah. But I think... Obviously, as it gets tighter and tighter, I think the challenge of being sisters is like a lot harder because it's like, okay, well, I have to start thinking about myself because there's so few left of us. Right. You know, and it's interesting you say that because I feel like this episode, we finally see some clicks. Mm -hmm. We see Miss Tennessee versus Miss New York. 
I guess because Texas. I guess because you go to the finale with a couple other people. Yeah, that you you can create teams. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I wanted to just bring up the the point that Asia made, where she's like, your perception of drag is limited to Drag Race. False. Big Family Feud. Red X. I can't believe she said that to Aquaria of all the people. Yeah. To be wrong about that. Right. You know. Right. I was like, because oh. sure she's a fan and she quotes all the time and you know she's seriously like on Drag Race. Talking about Drag Race. Yeah. But uh, no, this is a studied queen. Yeah. And I just thought, uh, fair enough, maybe you had limited information, but like Aquaria is the opposite of a queen who's limited by Drag Race to a perception of drag. I wouldn't (laughs) say opposite because I think there is truth in it because she grew up with the show versus someone like Asia who did not grow up with the show. So I think that's kind of the point she was making. She's like, well, you just Mm -hmm. started doing drag when Drag Race existed. So there was always this standard to continue to go back to and always this kind of like, uh, you would know names and you would know more about it because you could see it on TV. Mm -hmm. Whereas someone like Tempest Du Jour or someone like uh, Asia O'Hara, like Alaska, uh, Trinity Taylor, like they... They, there was a time when they were doing drag and drag race didn't exist. It's like people who didn't grow up with the internet. It's like yeah, they exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just I would I think the way that Asia said it. I don't think that's how Asia said it. I think she was saying like your understanding of drag is limited to drag race. Right. And there's a lot of queens where that is very true. There needed to be more nuance in how she was reading her and there wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was very reductive. Yeah, it's more like drag race has always been a part of your upbringing in drag. And not for nothing, like Asia was like, who says there can only be one magic save? I'm like, everybody. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Tamar, have you seen the show? I love Asia. Like, yeah. <laughs> Tamar. Yeah. Tamar. <laughs> I don't think it matters. Yeah, you can put Um, your red pen away. I don't think it really matters that much. Spelling? Yeah. Um, No, she, uh, I mean, I love Asia, but like, yeah, no, it's, uh, that was a stretch for me. Yeah. Okay, well, there really is only going to be one magic save. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's a nice idea, but like, no, especially at this stage. Yeah. Come on. Right. Yeah, yeah, this is home stretch shit. Right. And if you're talking about other drag competitions, as Monet brought up, she's like, well, there is no magic saves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's really no comparison here. We're right. in a different box. We're in a reality show where mm-hmm. twists have to happen. Yes. And I think Aquarius' frustration is with those twists rather than with the queens. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, before we move on from the scene, I do want to just give credit to Asia for that little talking head moment of, and on top of that, I'm not done. And I'm not done. The Puts re- down a Red Bull. The Red Bull moment. Yeah. It's like, oh, God, this is... like. If someone's I want to hang out with her. If someone's going to take over for narrating, <laughs> yes. Asia will do just fine. Yeah. 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 Although I think it would be a really cool world to have Aquaria become the narrator. And it yeah. just be this like weird, trippy, mm-hmm. what's going on? <laughs> Seeing the, the race through Aquaria's eyes or perceiving oh, yeah. it through her eyes is kind of a fascinating experience. Oh, wow. That would be fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to mention a, uh, a future GIF that may already exist that I'm going to make titties 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 oh yeah yeah <laughs> just living for those titties i mean when she did that i immediately went do your boobs hang low do they wobble right, right. to and fro can you tie them in a knot can you tie them in a bow yeah, can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier yes yes it's <laughs> yes that's the the sound of the ice cream truck of my house childhood. Of yes yes <laughs> yes um so yeah and so we kind of wrap up this kind of cold open with i would consider a kind of I guess kind of an act of one gun of kind of the decimation of the new, of team New York, right? Oh. About like, oh, I'm not going to let a whole bunch of New Yorkers go into the top, you know, the top three or whatever sure. it ends up being. Sure. Um, which, okay. I mean, that's what this whole competition has been is, 
taking out these five New Yorkers. Right. So right. one by one, dismantling Team New York. And it's like I guess when you think about it, it's like, well, yeah, they have been winning a lot lately. Oh sure. You know, you look well, at have they? Season nine. Oh, um, season nine. Oh, I, you mean season, like yeah, seasons. season eight, yeah, okay. season six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I get it. Right. Um, but in any event, I think move on to the next day. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we talked about Aquaria kind of apologizing, and she thanks Asia for calling her out. She uh. got. She went home, and she's like, "Fuck, I need to be sportsmanlike." Yeah. And then you know she she rose. And I got to tell you, even if she, even if there was like, oh, I need to make sure to do this, even if it was like image damage control. The humility to be able to turn to Asia and say, and thank you for checking me. Yeah. It's still really hard. Oh, no, for sure. So for I sure. give her a lot of credit it. for it, doing as, that. At, at 21, 21 years old. Yeah. For doing that, I give her a lot of credit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, body spray. Oh, yes. The trade mini challenge. Yes. What did you think of this mini challenge? Um, I always enjoy mask drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fascinating to see men get into mask drag um, mm-hmm. because... So many of us do it every day, Mary. Sure. Um, and uh, also, it's a reminder that gender really is such a fucking spectrum mm-hmm. because you see these queens struggle. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. like, oh wait, you aren't like all boy. Oh, yeah. you, you're clearly not all girl. Most mm-hmm. of you, uh, to my knowledge, and then and then you see them kind of struggle to kind of go mm-hmm. the other extreme and. You know, it's like, oops. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it is that reminder that like all of this is put on. Sure. And I mean, I love I love this mini challenge. I thought it was done in the right tone. Yeah. I thought it was so funny. I yeah. thought it was just like this great reminder that like that hyper masculinity is just as ridiculous as like Miss oh, Cookie. You know what I mean? Like, completely. I, I it is just as ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And we see it. And it's important that we as allies and queer people that we do see when the suits on Wall Street are in that drag. Mm-hmm. Because when they're not wearing that suit, they're little boys. Yeah. They're little boys that, you know, played on the playground and were mean to girls that they thought were pretty. You know, yeah. like they, they're these little boys pretending to be men, you know, often. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, you see it all the time. I see it on Instagram. I see mm-hmm. it at bars. Mm-hmm. You see it a lot in New York with like um, a lot of like young finance guys where they're they're new to the industry. They're in their say early twenties. They're making a shit ton of money early out because that's just the industry, right? But they are they're they're still like working their asses off to try to prove themselves sure. in this environment to try to ra- rise the ranks. There's so much ego. Yeah. There's so much like hyper masculinity. Yeah. To be uh, to be a straight man. Competing with other straight men—that's mm-hmm. an experience I have—I can't even imagine. No, it, it's like a—it takes a level of like, I want—I don't want to say willful aggression, but you have to like. I feel like you have to be more aggressive than you are Ugh. in a way that's corrosive. Whereas gay men, I think we're like, all right, I'm just gonna hang out with the girls, or oh, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. not even gonna play. I, that's not—I'm not even invited into that arena. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think about you know because there's gay men that work on Wall Street too. I was gonna say there's there's tons of successful. I mean, plenty of successful gay men financially work in finance, work in all sorts of industries. Yeah, but they play the game. They, it's a different game. They play the alpha game. Yeah, it's. I feel like I think of you they know, butch it up. Not to say that like oh I'm some I I, I think I I work in a corporate world. Sure, and I've been successful, and I've. You know, moved up. Colin I, just uh, he brushed his hair behind his ears. What so. can I say? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, like I have. I I've gone from like being an assistant to like creating and running teams. Like yeah. I've I've done that work, and it's like from my experience, it hasn't been in the finance world, but I know that I rose the ranks 
in ways that were both masculine and feminine. Oh, okay. You know what right. I mean? You, kind of, it, you were able to... It's like in Survivor. Mm-hmm. Gay men often do well in Survivor because they can play both sides. Mm-hmm. And it's... For me, it was a willingness to create relationships and a willingness to create, like, like genuine relationships. Yeah. Um, and that a lot of... I feel like my growth was based on making good, like, real, like, emotional connections. connections. Sure. Not sure. just, like... Networking. I'm good at what I do or networking. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah operative. You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Right, right. But then there's been certain men where I've had to kind of like get to be just the facts. Okay. And just like just get to the numbers. Right. And that's like most principles that mm-hmm. I've worked with. Yeah. yeah. And that feels like I'm putting on the drag more than having that a, a conversation with a woman in a oh, work environment. Okay. And you're speaking in general terms, obviously. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking in terms of like having business conversations. The drag of business. Yeah, the drag of like, oh, if you're having a, a scheduled meeting at two o'clock to talk about this program or to talk about this issue, if it's with like another man or a couple other men, if it's all men, then I'm going to prepare for that meeting differently than if right. there's women there. Well, and I, and I will say that, I mean, sure, that's one tactic, but obviously we're you're discussing in the paradigm of patriarchy in the workplace Mm -hmm. that women often have to have to ascribe to like women have to change as well and Mm -hmm. that's and that's a problem because i've worked with female principals that are all business do not give me any of this teacher emotional crap Mm -hmm. um because i and i so what i'm trying to say is that i don't mean to say that like oh you have to talk to women in an emotional way and men in a non-emotional way uh because that's it's not binary one or the other. I found in general the trend has been sure with women. I tend to develop a different working relationship than I do with men. Do you think that's because you're gay, or is it because they're women? I think it's probably both. I think I'm more comfortable with them. Sure. I think, well, I think that, and that's what I'm trying to get. Yeah. At, is I think that that's yeah. Because mm-hmm. and and we'll talk about um, Cameron's statement later. Exactly. But like, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I when I am around a straight man, I immediately am like clenched and yeah you know like, yeah yeah and i can't relax enough to be myself and so right. maybe theoretically if i could i'd interact the same way right so uh so maybe it's not interacting with exactly yeah no i think that's a good point like because mm-hmm. maybe you're not interacting with women differently you're just interacting with women authentically mm-hmm. because you're comfortable right and that of course suggests something too right like what's going on in that dynamic that i'm comfortable yeah some of it's informed obviously by past experience right but i think some of it is like the vibe because because what I'm trying to get at is I don't think it has to do with the the gender of your bosses. I think it has to do with how you interact with the mm-hmm. genders. I think it's a little bit of both because I think that there are I think that certain men bring their own experiences in business, especially uh-huh. older men okay. in business. They right. bring their own training. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like, and I guess women too, right? Like if you've been working for 20 years in the corporate world, you've learned a certain way of operating in that world. Yeah, um, and I feel like. The men I've worked with are more set in those ways. Right, right. And the women, it's like, oh, we can just be human. You haven't met a Miranda Priestley yet. I've worked with, I have worked with a dragon lady. I will say that. Oh, you have? I have. And okay. that took a while to warm her up. Oh, isn't it terrible? We call them dragon ladies, but then the men, we don't have any sort of name. Oh. We call them whales. Yeah. You I know? mean, you know, I've had plenty of awful male bosses. I, I, You know, I respected her. Her name, she's not going to listen to this podcast. And if she does, it's a compliment. Her name was Ivy Steele. <gasps> Can you stand him? Please welcome to the stage, Ivy, Ivy Steele. Like, what a fabulous name. <laughs> and she was, because she it was, it was the perfect name for her. Sure. And 
it was that was an interesting version of this where it was like she operated like a man she didn't take like quote unquote like a man right, right. like she, she followed those stereotypes yeah she didn't take shit from nobody right you know what i mean right um and it was tough for me as like a very sensitive like 24 year old to be her assistant oh wow but then we used to sit as far away as you and i are sitting right now like facing each other at different desks and it got to the point where she would call me from her desk so she could gossip. <gasps> oh. And I was like, and I'm in. So, <laughs> so it took great. time. But anyway, yeah. Um, um, you know, in terms of uh, this mask drag as well with this challenge with trade, mm-hmm. um, I, it's important to remember that uh, these are straight male stereotypes mm-hmm. that they are – that all straight men are even putting on a drag that isn't authentic right. when they're acting a certain way. Sometimes it is authentic. Like if you do work in, you know, the fields or in the country or something like that, and that's mm-hmm. just how you are authentically. Right. Yes. You know? so these men do actually exist. Right. But much like drag, drag is prob- only showing you like a small microcosm of sure. what a quote unquote woman can sure. be. No, absolutely. Know? Right. Right. Um, right. Right. Um, anyway, so we were talking about trade. Yes. Uh, and uh, earlier before we started recording, mm-hmm. I mean, we know what trade is. Right. So and I was saying that like my understanding of trade was also informed by I had heard the expression like a tradie in in Australia is kind of like an expression for like a you know like a blue collar you know yeah, construction yeah, worker. Yeah, yeah. So I've always oh yeah, no, yeah. Um, um yeah. so I've always tied like that sort of blue collar construction worker thing to like some like some hot rough guy that you hire to like come over and rough you know, trade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, okay. to sand your floorboards, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, to hit the nail harder in. Yeah, you know? exactly. Right, right. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah to, to hammer away. Hammer away, you screw know? as you need to, drill as yeah, you yeah, must. Yeah, fix the plumbing. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, check these pipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put together IKEA furniture. Oh, yeah. There's a whole bunch of pegs that need to get pushed in. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, who needs yeah. instructions when you can just look at pictures? Yeah, really. Yeah. I'll, I'll show you what to put, where to put it. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yes, I I love this challenge, and I love that we got different versions of trade. They oh, all kind sure. of did a different idea. Yeah, you know, I have to say, Aquaria looks like a legit male model, which mm-hmm. speaks to kind of male models in that sometimes there's mask mask, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of male models that are like femme. Mm-hmm. Mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, is there that thing? I don't know where I heard this. That like Tyra, um, not Tyra Sanchez, the other other Tyra. Um, that she would. She's talked about like models need to like look kind of weird. Oh, oh, you're talking about Tyra Banks. Yeah, Tyra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyra I don't Banks. Think of her last name. Of so I just figured you knew who I was talking about. Oh yeah, no. Um, models need to look off. They need to look. They need to have something that's distinctive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like big eyes mm-hmm. or like you know, um, uh, uh, vitiligo. Right, right. There's. It's not just about like being pretty. Yeah. And so I'd imagine for male models, it, it's the beauty comes from the confidence that's exuded in the mm-hmm. beauty of the picture. Yeah, and I yeah. would imagine looking a certain way. There's some art to that of like sure. someone who's interesting looking wearing interesting clothes. Right. Right, you know, right, right, exactly. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess. I mean, you know, Eureka, the producer's contestant, wins. Eureka was so good. It she was, was funny. so funny. She was funny. I got to give it to her. She was funny. I thought Eureka was great. I thought Aquaria was actually really funny. Yeah. Uh, when she was like, just don't get in your eye. Yeah. Like, I just thought it was cute. It was cute. Um, um, Asia, I thought, uh, was it was cute to see her struggle. Oh, yeah. And then when she did the Jesus lips, Christ. Which, the one with the lips. <laughs> <laughs> that was those were great LL Cool J lips too. She did. I was it like, oh, right. you are a study. Yeah. Well, and and then it just pairs with the fact that like Asia, she did the the she even did the the the, the lip bite, right, the but, lower lip bite. But she has this like beautiful face, right. and it's just that you know you pair all this with this like 
just you can't help it gorgeous face you yes, know yes um that it's just like nothing's gonna rough you up <laughs> nothing you're too beautiful true uh, meanwhile monet oh were you into it oh she was the goose of the episode <laughs> I wish ev- she couldn't stop twisting. I know, but when she came out as that character, what was his name? Whatever it was, like the fact that she just chose to be this gross weirdo, I just was like, "This is great. This is so funny, and so much more than just taking the obvious route of right. I gotta be hot." You right. know, so I I admired that. Oh wow! Well. Um, I know that Eureka kind of did it better, but. I like Monet's character. I mean, yeah, I think Eureka. I think at the end of the day, it's either who's most entertaining, but also RuPaul could have picked any of them. Sure, they pick Eureka because Eureka is the producer's contestant and at this point, and she's going to be pairing people up. Exactly, they like, knew this. Put it in her hands. They knew this. If Monet wins, she's going to be fair. Yeah, we don't need that at this point. Yeah, yeah. what are my twins going to do now? Share, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so I think I think it was a producer's hand in that sense. Even mm-hmm. not to knock her performance, it was hilarious. Right, but like. Eureka was going to do what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And and that's... Or a producer was going to tell her what needed to be done. And, and she would like, do it. Yes. She, like Alaska, what do you need me to do? Right. You want right. me to throw a tantrum? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got exactly. it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So then we get to the maxi challenge. Now, you... You were you you were familiar with Frankie Grande, but no one else. No, no, no. I wasn't familiar with Frankie Grande. Oh, that's right. Uh, I wasn't familiar with any of them except mm-hmm. for... Um, I've heard Kingsley's name before. He hosted the pit stop on VH1. Okay, so that's probably what it is. Yeah, I think it was like season eight he hosted. I remember Kingsley in my mind, uh, and all the other ones are new. Yeah, I I knew of Tyler Oakley um, just because I'd heard the name and kind of seen his face on YouTube, and I'd never really followed him. I just kind of assumed... He wasn't like I was too old for his kind of content. Oh, okay, but he was so charming this episode. Yeah. I'm like definitely gonna go check him out. Well, they were all charming. I yeah, mean, but he was. I was like, oh, you. I. I was. I'd be friends with you. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of charm. I think my favorite was Raymond, just because I was like, you're saying everything I would have. He's said. such a Mary. I know <laughs> he's, he's such, such a, a Mary. Mary. Yeah. Oh, I want him to listen. We should have him on the podcast. I had the exact same thought. I was like, oh, would he do it? Absolutely. He's a social media king. Oh, I would love it if he did if it. If he wanted to come on and if, and talk about Drag Race the way he talked about oh it on the show. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, any Marys uh, who you know, if are, you know Raymond, if you know Raymond. See if he wants to be on this podcast. Otherwise, oh. we'll talk to him, Sister. Mary Raymond, Sister Mary Raymond, Sister Mary America. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't know the other ones. I didn't know Chester C. Um, I didn't know Anthony. Um, and so that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. That's but them. you knew Kingsley from, from just from the pit stop. The pit okay, stop. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. You know when Frankie Grande came out, we said this before, but I was like. Did they bring Cynthia back? Oh, that's not her. No, no. Because I, there was a big kind of to do when 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 he came out. And I'm like, what? Right. It was like, no, bitches, okay, I'm right, back. Right, right. No, yeah, <laughs> Nation. Yeah, Nation. Nation. Well, and and I, <laughs> I wish. Can you imagine? Oh my God! If it was Nation, uh, though, you know, I know this is shady, but I I do not like Frankie's sneakers. Those there's something about they they make him look. I, I've seen them before. They're these like kind of. I didn't get a close-up look, but they look like these kind of like skater sneakers. That I, make... You know, I hung out with a drag queen this weekend who wore those sneakers. They make you look so stubby. No, no. It was a great look. You need to be tall when you wear them. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they, yeah, they, they, if, if you're not, then they really cut you off. Okay. It's like a little booty. Oh, you know, yeah? Like a little shoe, booty? A little booty. They always talk about that on like Fashion Photo Review. You wear a little booty. It just cuts your feet off. <laughs> 
They read, I think, Gia for that, maybe, in okay. season six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wore a booty at it's some like point. Short, short guys or short girls can't wear very big boots because yeah. it makes your legs look really small. Right, yeah. And so that's kind of what was happening here, but like at the same time, whatever. Yeah, whatever. What yeah. do I know about fashion? Yeah, I know, right? What makes yeah. you think I know anything about fashion? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Eureka pairs them all up, and I think the, the, the one kind of strategic moment mm-hmm. uh you know call it bitchy call it strategic uh it's apparently strategic yeah um was uh pairing aquaria up with kingsley because she's like oh he's black i'll i'll pair aquaria up because aquaria right. probably campaign a black person yeah i know this was a weird i mean oh god i was like so what so you know she probably wasn't thinking this but like on that same notion are you also making it harder for asia and Monet? yeah i know right like if that's your logic right if that's you know? your logic yeah uh um, so and, it didn't make any sense to me yeah and i do love that aquaria was like that is the least of my concerns right exactly. there was something kind of like because I know some people were talking about this on on the subreddit, and I don't know if this is a conversation I even want to get into, but kind of the like racial undertones of that sure. being a challenge. And sure, there's a conversation there, but I like the fact that Aquarius' response was, "Oh no, no, no. my talents go across sure. all skin colors. Yes, we're not going to even act like that's an issue. Exactly. It, there was something about that that felt like the right response, right? Versus like. Eureka, what's informing this? You know yeah, what I mean? and, and you know, I immediately thought of Jocelyn Fox and her makeover challenge when it wasn't that she didn't not know how to do the makeup. Mm-hmm. It's just that she didn't, she wasn't given any of that makeup. They took all of the makeup for a darker skinned girl after Trinity left. Right. So, yeah. Um, right. Fucked up. Yeah. She had a whole rack of ideas, <laughs> but not the right palette. <laughs> stand by it. Oh, stand by it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Five. I was right. I was right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so so there's that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, Eureka um, doing great in the challenges. She, you know, people find her charming. She has these really really funny moments. Um, but when she does her talking heads, I do feel a little school as fuck sometimes, like a little producer's contestant in that, you know, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing based upon what they have told her to do. Yeah, and. You can't knock that because it's how the game is played. Raven Raven did the same thing. You could say Bianca did things like that. She knows she's on a reality show. She keeps getting reminded of that. She's like, okay, well, I got to make this interesting. The vixen is gone. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, what what? Okay, what do you want me to do? You want to stir shit up? Okay, I'll do this. Yeah. You know, there's that, there's that thing that, and I don't know if I can think of any exact examples, but I feel like whenever a queen is kind of hinted in some ways that she knows how to play this game. I feel like then it's like, oh, we got to throw her off. You know oh. what I mean? Like, I feel like it's one thing to tell the queens, and I don't know how they would know this. I'm basing this on the edited version of the show I saw, but I feel like there's something about the narrative of when a queen is showing signs that she's like, you hacked the system or cracked the code. I feel like then they're like, oh, no, you don't. You know what I mean? Right. And I I mean, obviously, Sasha Bell is kind of like the the classic example because she walked in saying, oh, I've, I've cracked the code. I know how to play this game. And then she went home in a blaze of glory. <laughs> um, but I feel like Eureka is doing that in her own way. Yeah. There's this vibe of like, oh, I know exactly what to do. And letting... Do you think there's rigor Morris there, though? Well, I was going to say, letting her get away with that feels like, hmm... You wouldn't let anyone else get away with this. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Like if you caught in the, in the past, they in the haven't. past, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And the season's not over, right? Right. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. I I think there it's it's very unlikely that a, that Eureka is going home next week mm-hmm. and is will and yeah. So therefore, she's going to make it to the top four. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> jumping way ahead, but the preview for next week. 
one of the guest judges says, you know, there's a frown on your face the whole time you're up here. And I just started thinking about like, oh, that would be a reason to send someone home. At this, but I mean, I don't know. Those little previews are total red herrings. Okay. But it just made me think, is Cracker going to go? Is it they gave her the win, but it's not enough to make it to the end, you know? Oh, I think they, they fed her a Cracker. Yeah. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. Kept her uh, around a little longer because yep. they had to get rid of and, and also uh, kind of addressing the fact that she hasn't won and that she's great. Yeah. You know, yeah. she did, a, and not to knock this performance in this challenge because it was... It was stunning. Sure. Yeah, no, totally. This was not just like a, a freebie. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yep, I I don't know. I, I, I feel like Eureka, she's, yeah, of course she's going to fuck shit up. She's going to stir shit up. She's going to make this entertaining. You know, don't mm-hmm. be, they're, it's like they're saying, don't be so nice. We want conflict. We want drama. Mm-hmm. And as Aquarius says, and untucked later, she's like, yeah, I got yelled at by RuPaul. Like, it was smart of Eureka to to do this yeah yeah well i mean i guess the, the end of the day her at all the the rupaul's best friend race doesn't they don't get i mean we love it but i think in general drag race gets more press and gets more attention when it's more when oh, there's more conflict completely especially yeah. if more conversations are had mm-hmm. absolutely yeah, yeah. no yeah. no for sure mm-hmm. if you're a producer you want real housewives shit mm-hmm. so someone like cameron is going to be very frustrating sure yeah sure which then makes me wonder hmm Next week is she's gonna be one to watch because either she has to kill it or she's going home. Right. You know what I mean? Because she's not giving them the TV that they want. Right. And she's lip syncing twice in a row. <sighs> so Cam, Cam, Cam. And of the queens who are left, honestly, I think what makes Cameron interesting is w- not interesting. I take that back because Cameron is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I especially like her story. I love what she was talking about this week. I think it's very interesting. Um, I think her drag is interesting. So I, I don't mean to be reductive, but what I think what makes her better TV, which is what we've talked about before, what makes her good on a reality show is when they get into her head, which is putting her on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going to guess again, it will be you're going to put Cameron on the bottom to make things interesting. It'll get her to crack. It'll get her to crack in some mm-hmm. way. Even yeah. this episode, she starts she's you know starts to unravel a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and if you think about it, like she and Eureka have, <clears throat> they both have two lip syncs under their belts. Like yeah. they are... Well, they and Cameron or and Cracker because she doesn't have any win or she doesn't. She only has one win. I mean, but Cracker has no lip syncs. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, Cameron has one win but two lip syncs. Yeah. Cracker has one win, no lip syncs. Suddenly, Cameron's the bottom, the bottom of the pile. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I mean, I, I listen. We've we've been kind of loving on Cameron the past episode and only really recognizing the importance of the introvert in the room. Yeah. But when it comes down to the final five, and you really think about what each of them is bringing to the table ultimately is Cameron bringing enough to validate and justify being in the top three or four, whatever it's going to be. Well, she's certainly bringing a lot of fans. She's mm-hmm. going to bring a lot of interest, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I mean, that producers are also thinking about that. Sure. Um, but we'll see what happens next, uh, next week. And it's a looks challenge. And I feel like she has traditionally, and I have thoughts of why she didn't do well this week. What's the challenge? They're they're doing basically they're creating a look that's um it's like their their alter ego, their evil side. Oh, they're like inner right. saboteur. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh, so on brand. I know, it's so perfect. Oh, so God. it's like, oh, who goes home on that challenge? <laughs> who goes home on the inner demons coming out challenge? Yeah, you know? right. right. Oh um, wow. Because yeah. you know Aquarius staying. 
You know, oh, Aquarius stay. She, yeah, no, she has to. Yeah. I mean, that's right up her alley. Right. Um, to tell a story, to do the looks on herself, her own makeup. Yeah, she'll be fine. I mean, not for nothing. I don't mean to jump the boom boom gun, but I feel like we saw Aquarius alter ego uh, at the judges' table this week. So just saying. Oh, what you mean, Miles? Oh, oh, <laughs> it's like so Aquarius. I was brother gonna be like, I like didn't even notice he was. Oh, there. it was Aquarius' brother. Oh he, my god, oh, he was just on this like Thorazine drip the entire time. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was. It was like thirteen reasons why I showed up. Oh shit! Like thirteen reasons why we need to get a different guest judge. <laughs> you know, like there's thirteen reasons why I fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, really. It was like thirteen reasons why I didn't finish this episode. It was like every time they cut to him, it was like a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> What did you think, Miles? Oh, why do you have to bring Nina Bonita Brown into this? <laughs> yeah, <really? laughs> Sue me. <laughs> oh anyway. man. Uh, so anyway, anyway, that's my that's my Ellen. That's my Ellen. Yeah. Um. So okay. So we get to meet these uh these queens with yes. their kings. Um. We start with the best one, which is Raymond in Asia. Yeah, I mean, they just this was this was this was like my uh, a clip of the week that I would have you know mm-hmm. thought about. Also, it was your suggestion. Yeah, I mean, the way when I watched their conversation, I definitely thought, oh, I would be saying all the same things yeah. to Asia. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be feeling the same way. You'd probably say Latrice. I would sitting there thinking, what would I say? I, and but his, I don't. I would have to think of those answers before I came on the show, but. Uh, his reasoning Yeah I probably would pick Latrice Because it's like You go with the heart You go with the queen right. That you love Monique Hart Because they put out the love Yeah, yeah. Saints in our community They give us hope uh, You know I loved How he said It's about how you make us feel When you're in drag mm-hmm. And I think that 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 speaks volumes For this season alone Yeah If you think about <clears throat> The queens that have Gone home already I mean you think about Somebody like Blair St. Clair It's like how did she Make you feel when she Was in drag I mean mm-hmm. you either Love it or you don't Right The vixen as well She speaks to A, a lot of different People differently mm-hmm. You know Yeah yeah And I think just Kind of acknowledging That like there is a lot about what their drag is awakening in you. Sure. You know, the Vixen oh, yeah. being this great example of exactly. like, what is what she's doing, like turning on in you in the audience? I got to say, and you know, Vixen is uh, a polarizing figure, but um, she will be a queen to be remembered. Mm-hmm. She has, oh, yeah. she has started a, a different conversation because of the show. Mm-hmm. She has done something with, with her her platform here yeah oh i agree i think that looking back she will be one who who in a reality show who did something more yeah on the reality show Mm -hmm. side rather than the performance side yeah i think to just look back and see her as like oh the villain of the season is so reductive no right 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 Mm -hmm. right 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 right. and sure there is there is that there because if you're going to find a villain in this season you're going to say the vixen yeah Mm -hmm. but uh i mean aquarius said it best right Mm -hmm. but uh you know there's there's a lot of people that are saying well you can you can say that and of course you're gonna say that right right it's kind of the perfect lead-in to like well why is that why is that what did she do right and to kind of continue the conversation yeah that the vixen started oh man Uh, i just yeah that's that's exciting to me yeah that that there is that anyway back to asia and raymond Mm -hmm. um uh it reminded me of uh and if i fall uh, i can't oh sissy that walk Mm -hmm. um i see you watching i oh no this is jealous of my boogie yeah, 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 yeah. It's, so, that's so from she Jealous starts. Boogie. She starts walking, and mm-hmm. she looks over to you. She, like, I see you looking, mm-hmm. or I see you watching. Yeah, I see you watching, Eureka. And yeah, I mean, it was like, oh man, that's jealous of my bookie. Mm-hmm. She's a, she's been watching the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I love this. You know, I love that they they arrived on this coat, and Asia was like, all right, I guess I'm making a coat. 
right? Got it. Oh my god! And Ross Matthews, can you make a third one? Right. And so when you think about it, it's like she fucking made a coat. Yeah. And it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I also like that Asia says like she says I'm a great pageant coach, oh, and it kind of yeah. goes into that storyline of like. You know, the mother in the room, the she's coach. the coach, the level-headed one. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just, it's consistent. Yeah, she, you know she I mean? takes the vixen aside. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, I'm going to talk to you like a coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she like, she's she's given us receipts yeah. throughout the season. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, Asia. Um, Tyler and Monet, they're having fun. They come so, up with short change. So charming. Yeah. 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 So charming. It was charming. a nice little uh, kiki kind of thing. They're, of course, Monet's going to get along with anybody. Yeah. I mean, they seem to be having like such a good time. And I love that there was this great little moment that... I felt like summed up it summed up Monet in this like perfect kind of uh, example where she she's talking about um, what it takes to kind of become you know uh, to join the house of exchange oh yes the house of exchange and she, the house oh of exchange, that's later darling, yes 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 where she says something about like oh and the sentence ends with the house of exchange darling oh you know it's when Tyler's walking in heels mm-hmm. and you know Monet explains what walking in heels means for the exchange family she says it's not about you know that face that People make when oh, the first time they're walking in heels. That's later. Oh, I know what you're talking about. This is earlier. This is just like this little moment where she's because we'll get to that part too, where she was like the the secret family recipe. Oh, fuck my drag. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I took notes. I'm sticking to them. Um, but she has this little like nuance where she says the house of exchange, darling, and then she kind of like rolls. She her rolls eyes. her eyes. I, mean, I noticed the rolling. And I was like, eyes. that's Monet. Yeah, that is. It's nice. like let's not take this too seriously. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. 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 Um, yeah, so we have uh, Chester C. We find out Chester C. is straight. We find out that Chester C. should really be Chester D. I mean, <laughs> first of all, like, Cracker says, like, Chester oh. looks like he should not do drag. I was like, are you kidding me? Uh. He looks like Courtney acting a fake goatee. He's uh. beautiful. Uh. He's so pretty. Well, and you know me. I mean, give me a thick boy with a beard and I'm, I'm on board. Sure. No. Uh, I'm yeah. not just on board. I'm in the saddle. Mm-hmm. I'd like um, to more than C. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. no. It's it's all about the D. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. What's yeah. after C? Yeah. D. Chester, what is, yeah. What, what, what's, uh, what's the cost on the menu to touch is kind of what we're talking about here. Where's boyfriend experience? Yeah. Chester C. I want a Chester touch. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Chester right. taste. Chester taste. Sure, sure. You know, Chester, Chester, Chester shower. Chester swallow. Yeah, Can really. Just say really. Yeah. Some just some kind of. Uh, yeah. I know that we sound so thirsty, but like, give me a beer. He was the only one with like a beard. And, yeah. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. He probably had a hairy chest, and you know, probably did. And you know, and and as much as I freeze up when I talk to straight men, I mean, I'm also like. There's there's so much about straight men that I hate that mm-hmm. I also just I'm just like oh sure want to please you sure it's sure such a habit mm-hmm. <laughs> oh I know and I'll talk about this obviously in nuance but um having that experience with the Great British Bake Off right now okay Mary's okay, that's right we'll talk about it in nuance Paul. Paul Hollywood yeah but people don't like Paul yeah well people need to reconsider. <laughs> Cause like that, I would give that man the house keys. Oh wow! For like, for like a pleased smirk. Yeah. For my bunt cake. Oh man. Mm. Uh, yeah. No, Chester C is. Uh, yeah. It was, it was, and it was also kind of a sweet connection because he's kind of like, all right, well, yep. I uh, oh, I know what talking is. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't think you get it. Right. <laughs> I don't think you know quite. Yeah. Well, right. and that's okay. So I was thinking about this because you know these guys were pretty open. They're like, whatever you want to do, yeah. I'm here. And I thought, what would be my approach? I'd say the same thing. Whatever you want to do, let's do it. Um, I'm not here to hold you back. However, <laughs> however, when it comes, however, however, uh, a 1962 Buick Skylark. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two words: inclusion rider. No, so I, um, I. <laughs> it's my Francis McDormand. <laughs> 
So well done. I don't think I would be comfortable with the kind of tucking where you're pushing your balls into your like into the cavity. Okay. I can't. I I can't. What Rizzo had to do. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I just can't. I don't. I don't want to do that. You wanna. You wanna do like a Buffalo Bill situation. Yes. No. I'm happy to pull it back and tape it back. Because you've probably done that. No. 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 I don't. I mean, I think I've like I've Buffalo Bill just to like. To see, sure. I mean, yeah. at some point in my mangina. life, at some point in my life, I wanted to know what it looked like. Sure, yeah. I'm not ashamed yeah, of the that. Mangina. Yeah, um, but I don't think that it's a situation where I could like put it inside of me. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Right. Um, put and the, I, put the egg, put the testes into ovaries. Yeah, yeah. No, that that to me, I think I would pass out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That to me is kind of imagine like, being like that for 12 hours. I know. No, That's I know. Insane. I think of that so the, much respect. The same way I think about the pee hole. Oh, we're not talking about that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, don't talk about. Okay, that. well there Thank you go. Thank you. There you go. Moving right along. There you go. Um, Eureka and Frankie. Uh, I, I think Frankie is really charming. I was. I I thought he was so sweet. Yeah. Um. I I love that we found out that his balls were big. Um, yeah. You know, elephant queen meets elephant king. I'm so surprised <laughs> that didn't actually get like said out loud. It's like, well, of course, for the elephant queen. <laughs> I'd get these elephant balls. Yes. Boom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I expected him to be at like a 12 and he was at like a seven. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fine. No, he was fun. Cool. Um, I I also wanted to mention a show that he talked about the first time he was dragon. Um, it's called Pageant. Oh. Do you know about Pageant? I know about the movie Pageant, but I don't know about a show. So it's a play uh, and it it's basically like six... Uh, beauty pageant contestants. Oh, I do know about this. Yes. Yeah, and it mm-hmm. just kind of follows them. And I think it's oh, it is a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this because the company I work for, uh, pageant is actually a problematic title because there is um, music right that's sung with a piano part, mm-hmm. but then there's also a track that comes with it oh. because it's like this like canned music that you're supposed to play. Mm-hmm. It's the West Coast dance scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, so. We, we finally have figured it out because uh, for a while that we didn't have the right to give out the one that they that the authors originally gave us. Mm-hmm. So we had to figure it out. Anyway, uh, long story short, um, it's, a, it's this short little musical um, by Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Bill uh, Russell. RuPaul. <laughs> RuPaul. <laughs> um, what about uh, me? What about Bill Russell? <laughs> Um, yes, uh, he's he also did sideshow. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I know uh, Bill Russell and then um, Frank Kelly, mm-hmm. who did Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the musical. I didn't even know that existed. Yes, shut up. So you're gonna uh, you kind of understand now what pageant is. Mm-hmm. It's a satire. Okay, good. And instead of uh, like, it's kind of like Drop Dead Gorgeous in the sense of like they're not gonna. Uh, look at it from afar They're gonna just put it on And mm-hmm. satirize it that way Sure So mm-hmm. I highly recommend pageant And is it all or is it It's men? seven men I was gonna say yeah figured, It's written yeah. for men That's yeah. what I heard yeah um, So anyway so yeah uh, I just thought that was cute uh, Yeah when That Frankie gave a shout out to pageant I'm like oh okay Deep cut yeah, Look at you Yeah yeah, yeah she's, She has experience Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, And so yeah I mean that was pretty much All I really got from the Eureka Frankie scene um, Yeah uh, The next one uh, Cameron and Anthony uh, before it went quiet, before mm-hmm. they like turned off their radios, yeah, um, they Cameron talked about how he's kind of nervous around straight people, because, mm-hmm. straight men, because he was bullied by straight men. I was like, okay. and I was like, Ugh, another way for me to connect with Cameron. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah, I, get I know. As soon as she said that, I was like, oh, I have. That has been a journey. If I was paired up with the straight guy and saw all the other queens around the room paired up with. 
gay men, mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Right. I know. Oh, God damn it. <clears throat> I know. And, you know, and that, that, you know. Not that he got, like, the, like, the lemon, because that's no. not what it was, but it was like, I have trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, and it was interesting, though, because it's like, you know, if you compare this to, say, season four, the, like, dads I'd like to frock yeah. makeover, and there was, like, Sharon's guy who was like saying really like offensive things and Chad got really upset right that to me felt like if you're gonna tell the quote-unquote like the the challenges of working with a straight man mm-hmm. I felt like okay I guess that's something um, you know that's a specific example because obviously not all straight men are like that whereas I felt like this episode was examples of straight men who were like I'm not, not I'm not weirded out by this right like I'm just not and I'm not gonna act like yeah you know extra the problem yeah I'm not freaked out my sexuality is not being questioned here none of that storyline got pushed and I'm thrilled about that yeah because that's so stale finally and I would imagine or I would expect especially these social media kings it's like sure I don't think you're gonna get very far being openly homophobic right oh completely so like it's you know what I mean like I just felt like they were pushing this whole like oh straight guys narrative, and I was like, all right, like let's let's ease up a little bit. Well, and I think though, if if we're considering this show as having many new fans, especially young fans, like yeah, you have to acknowledge like, especially with Cameron saying that, like yeah, this this is hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is well, hard. I think that yeah, so I think that's what it is. I don't think it's it's these guys. I don't think it's necessarily Anthony or no, Jester. No way. It's what Cameron is bringing from his own experience. Yes. yes. Just um, like you're bringing your experience working with female or male. Exactly. Bosses. Exactly. Yeah. And so that story I think is really interesting, but I feel like these straight guys were not catalysts for this. Oh, we're, no, no, you no. You know no, what I mean? No, 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 no. That yeah. was not the story. Yeah. Because obviously we see Cameron and Anthony all after exchanging maybe three sentences each, mm-hmm. it was like it was like, yeah, they just shut down. It was just two bros just yeah. shut down. Awkward Abby. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe there's things we didn't see of their connection because I also think, well, they're both quieter people. And yeah, they're just these two quiet geese, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and maybe that was comforting for both of them. I feel like Cameron was uncomfortable because Cameron probably needed somebody to help her. As, as me as an introvert, I know that too. Like mm-hmm. if I have to expend so much energy carrying the person mm-hmm. you know i get i get nervous yeah then i'll say something awkward and cameron it sounds like is trying her best to uh police what she's saying yeah you know I, it's mm-hmm. funny how cracker is the one getting read by rupaul for being in her head and uh for constantly policing what she's saying mm-hmm. when it's really cameron yeah who's policing what she's saying and then it, all of a sudden yeah. she has to carry this conversation with this guy who may or may not be uncomfortable on TV right and uh, who is probably also policing what he's saying because he's in a gay space yeah so all of a sudden he has to be the ringleader and he's like oh yeah because at least cracker is acknowledging that she's in her head oh yeah Cra- Cameron right. isn't acknowledging no, I know. that she's that she's producing yeah. yeah or or like that cracker can, can see they're like I know what I'm doing right now and right. I know it's not working but I know what I'm doing right and Cameron probably knows but isn't ha- being that like candid sure and that makes a big difference yeah uh Kingsley and Aquaria yeah. uh this was adorable with uh when Aquaria was like of course she messes up saying a sentence oh I know and then it's like I'm you know also terrible at speaking yes. and it's like I'm kind of like alright here yeah. we go yeah. this is this is just a, it's mm-hmm. a little it's it's like a Nemo with a little fin you know I'm like okay uh-huh. you're lucky fin you yeah know? it's like okay you're all about speaking okay. acknowledging your flaws can she did it on the runway with mm-hmm. Rue and Rue's like, Rue okay Rue yeah. nods right <laughs> but it's like 
if she's aware of it, you can forgive it. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. I it, just, because then it's not awkward, like awkward sauce. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Exactly. Weak sauce. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Of course. Um, red hots are from my. Talking about awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a red hots are from my mommy yes, moment. Red, yes, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And so this is you know the the scene between Aquarius and Kingsley. I mean, mo- except for the whole painting thing. Um, there isn't really much else I think in that scene Sure um, But this leads us to the quote You were talking about From Monet before Yes, um, yes. <clears throat> That sums it up That being sexy And having fun Is really going to give The essence of the Exchange family secret Yes I just think like That is That's the cracking the code Yeah Being sexy and having fun Yeah having fun Yeah you don't even have to be sexy But just have fun Yeah Like that's gonna get you So much further And to Monet and Tyler's credit Yes they were in the bottom But they seem to be having A great time And that went pretty far for me Oh, oh, they they had fun the entire time. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. like and that's and that's the connection that I think uh, that the judges missed. Yeah, because they mm-hmm. kept talking about the inner transformation, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you didn't see this beautiful little love connection that these two right. New York queens made. Right, right. Well, I guess t- Tyler's in LA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in LA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew what Monet was saying. Monet was trying to say we're two New York sisters. These are the characters we're playing. Right, but she got cut off. I, oh. uh, poor girl. <laughs> um, so then, um, um, do you know? I don't know if you know Angelie Preston from America's Next Top Model. No. So, and Mary's, correct me if I'm wrong, those that that watch this, but there is this, this reminded me of Angelie Preston because Angelie, there's this one uh, episode uh, on the cycle that she was on. I think it was the All-Star cycle, but she she comes out uh, to, she like shows... She shows the judges how she's going to walk out in a party. Mm-hmm. And she starts like, she like looks to her left and smiles and points. And she's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, what's going on? And she's like having a good time walking the runway. And then she gets to the end and the judges were like, what was that? And she like oh. totally got red mm-hmm. for having fun. Oh, I see. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I wonder if that's where they're going to bring this. Like, mm-hmm. oh, Monet, you're having too much fun right. on the runway. Right. And right. they didn't. But uh, but, but anyway, just well, a big shout of... out to Angelie Preston, who uh, is a very, very fun person to watch on uh, Top Model. Got it. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that they kind of try to set that story up with Monet, with Asia saying, you know, Monet's a hoot. But her drag is questionable. Oh, right. They gave that little seed. Mm-hmm. They put that in the water. When that happened, I was like, oh, Monet's going home. Yeah, same. And that's why when it, when it eventually happened, I was like, I'm sad about this, but I've had like 40 minutes to prepare for sure. it. Sure. You know? Yeah, we were prepared. Yeah. 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 Um, this, of course, leads us, leads us to oh what I think God. is going to be Rue's infamous workroom visits. Infamous? Because I, I, I feel like everyone was like, whoa. Who is this RuPaul? Well, this was great. That's what I'm saying. I feel like, and you know, people were like, what was she on? What was she on? What was she on? And I'm like, you know what? I think RuPaul just kind of woke up that day and was like, oh my God, I have a show. Right. Oh my God, I have to, I have to perform also. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I have to be nice. Yeah. Oh my God, I have to be, I have to be on and I have to be, make it funny. Oh, right. I have to take my own advice. Right. I'm cutting off this tail. I'm not going to be a producer's producer. I'm going to be fun. I'm Mm going to, I'm going to be directed today. Yeah, whatever it was, it was it was. I'd love to see this every week. Oh my god, I've missed this. Yeah, I've this, missed this. This was a rue of season two, season yes. three. This was like even season one, where it really felt like she just could she have fun with these time. girls. Yeah, have a good time. Mm-hmm. This, you, this is a show. You're in your tenth season. Mm-hmm. Well, you were sick for three weeks. That's you know? kind of the message that she really kind of gives each of these queens. Right. Is like, 
it's so much about finding the thing that like unlocks the joy right you know um there's so much but for these queens or for these you know social media kings is like uh what does this unlock in you i mean chester becomes the perfect story of that of like that whole idea of you have to get into drag at least once to find out what kind of queen you are yeah what right. that brings out in you yeah you know um yeah uh, drag allows you to be that free you'll see the other side of chester she says to mm -hmm. chester um i love that she talks about his ass she talks about like many of their asses i think most almost all of them she, i mean raise your hand if you have been sexually harassed by rupaul yeah you know and, and all of the straight of, men would raise their hands yeah yeah um and, and all the gay ones i mean sure yeah god i love when tyler just turned like bright red oh my that god that was so cute uh, she's talked about uh, Monet's fat ass. I mean, mm -hmm. she, on, on the po on her podcast, she constantly talks about how much she loves a fat ass. Oh, I mean, I get it. Listen, well, sure. No, um, I don't really understand why she brought up Dear Evan Hansen. I wonder if that was some weird plug for mm. Ben Platt. Um, I will say, as somebody who saw Dear Evan Hansen, I mean, Ben Platt was fantastic, mm -hmm. but I don't think it was the same analogy here. You weren't seeing because I didn't see it. You weren't seeing what he was talking about in terms of that, like. Because I, I felt like what he was saying was that without seeing Dear Evan Hansen, what he was saying was that it was a kind of performance that was not worried about how it looked. Oh, um, no, that's not what I got from Ben Platt. Mm -hmm. Like Ben Platt was just uh, doing an expert character mm -hmm. and had nothing to lose. It, it, there was no way for him to look bad. Because mm -hmm. I guess it's like the whole idea of like the, the spitting and the crying. And, and the I, crying. Okay. I think of like, I think the perfect example for me is Viola Davis. She always lets the boogers right. show. Right. And I always love that because right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let the I think of a Demi Moore who's constantly crying. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what a pretty Julianne crier. Moore. Julianne Moore. But like an ugly cry. But Julianne Moore is an ugly Julianne cry. Moore is an ugly cry. Because yeah, she turns red because she's red. She has mm -hmm. red hair and that fair skin. Her mouth does that bow tie thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where is, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so true. I never thought about it. Closes about in that. the middle. It closes in the middle yeah. and it just quivers on the it's side. This little, she does this little panini press with her, with her mouth. <laughs> yeah, everyone. Um, Don't call me lady. <laughs> panini. <Yeah>. Sting. <laughs> Oh, the ginger panini. The, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's just a man. ginger carrot panini. Um, <laughs> where it's like Demi Moore and like Meryl Streep. It's just like, oh, oh I wish I could cry right, like that. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. That's okay. No, so Ben Platt, of, Ben Platt, when he cried, it wasn't an ugly cry. Yeah, I'm like who does who who ugly cries? Who else ugly cries? Well, that's Julianne Moore. When I think I about ugly crying, it's Julianne Moore. I know, and I feel like there are, there have to be others like current actors. Like does Jennifer Lawrence is, I think, a pretty. Pretty pretty crier, pretty pretty. Yeah, I can't think of. But she looks great crying. Sure. Oh, Mary's. I mean, who do you love watching cry? I mean, because that's like that's a question for you, Mary. I know. No, I know. Like you know, I feel like what what's on TV that I'm watching? Who's crying? I'm not watching The Leftovers, but everyone cries on that show. Um, Handmaid's Tale, I bet everyone cries. I think Alexis oh, Bledel, oh, right? You know who? You know who? I think was a great crier was Anne Hathaway in Les Miserables. Oh, see, I didn't see that either. Oh my god! Yeah, that, I mean, she like cry sings, Mary, mm. and she sings live. She's like, you know, yeah. Um, Natalie Portman crying. I think she does pretty well. I think she looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. This might be a project of me to kind of go through and find like where are my ugly criers? <laughs> who like who just lets it go? I mean, Viola Davis is big on the list because she allows the boogers. Oh yeah. I mean, just ugh, that scene in Fences. Oh my god. Ugh. 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 I, we, we were all crying. I know. Ugh. We were all crying. Um, Meg Ryan. 
She's a pretty crier. She's a pretty great. She's a pretty crier. Yeah. Yeah. Claire Danes is an ugly cry. Terrible. Terrible. So ugly. It's great. It is a compliment. Oh no, it is a compliment. Ugly crying. We're not talking. We're not calling them ugly. No, ugly crying is a compliment. Yeah. Oh, you know who does it? Laura Dern. <gasps> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. In uh, Enlightened. Is that what it is? Oh yeah. That was like the cover. Like the the art for the first season was her. Yes. With, like the, the oh, teary just, eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well now I'm thinking I didn't finish Big Little Lies. So I don't know if there's oh. any good crying in there. Like oh the, Nicole Kidman is a beautiful crier. She's a beautiful crier. Yeah. I still haven't seen that episode with, yeah. the, with the therapist. So right. I right, haven't right. been But no in. I think Claire Danes and Julianne Moore are like top two for me yeah claire danes in broke down palace is crying like the entire time yeah no she's definitely <laughs> i didn't do it yeah oh emma stone oh is she an ugly crying? oh my god oh i think you're right i think she is emma stone you win an oscar if you're an ugly crier. well let me tell you that scene in la la land granted you can say what you want about her winning the oscar mm-hmm. but that scene in la la land where she gets the when she's at the audition and she's on the phone and then she has to start crying like oh, out yeah. of from nothing i've heard of it i haven't seen the oh movie yet oh my god colin just yeah. watch that scene you don't need to watch the rest of the movie mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is you know not not so much meh. all right all right meh. Yeah. it's beige meh, meh land it's all right. beige yeah um yeah um i I want to also say maybe a Gwyneth Paltrow because she has the oh, face. Oh, you're right. No, she does. Charlie Theron, I think, oh. has it. I think Charlie Theron is a is a pretty um, pretty crier, but um, not in Monster. Well, Monster, she's got all those prosthetic. <laughs> Monster is a whole other bag of beans. But I think um, who was the other one you just said? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Do you remember that movie from the '90s, Hush, with Jessica Lange? Yes. That's a movie I want to see again. I love that movie, but I feel like there's some good Gwyneth Paltrow, like real crying. Sure, in that. yeah, sure. Um, sure. Jessica Lange's such a good crier. I can't oh, Jessica Lange's a good crier. So good. Okay, so we're on, we're through the crying. Yeah. Sorry, Mary. We'll come back uh, to that next episode. Terrible, Mariel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Ben Platt. I didn't think I didn't get the reference. Sure. Um, um, when Ru, well, just on the yeah. on the t- um, the trend of RuPaul being sort of uh, asthmatized this episode, when he leaves Cracker and Chester, he says, "All right, I'll see y'all's asses out there." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll see y'all's asses out there. He was just like, couldn't give he two shits. He was having shits. a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He comes up with short change. Oh, yeah. With Monet. You don't have uh, to say the T. He says, uh, you know, you've got a fat ass. And Tyler's like, ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> that was cute. And then turn beat red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that he was. He reminded me a little bit of Anthony Rapp. Do you know who mm-hmm. that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah from Rent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I thought he from was... Avengers and Babysitting Mary. Well, sure, okay. sure. But from you know. the new uh, Star Trek. Uh, yes. Oh yeah, he he is in the Star Trek series, yeah. the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I thought this was a this was a, a cute interaction. Um, I did take the note just before RuPaul came to the table. Were they like pantomiming a conversation? Oh, of course. It's like guys. Yes. Come on. No, they 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 probably did it twice. The producers made them do it. I'm not yeah, blaming no, them at all. Yeah, it's no. not their fault. No, uh, it's not your fault. It's not their. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Ugly cry, Matt Damon. Ugly cry, Matt Damon. <laughs> That's an ugly cry. That's an ugly cry. Mostly I just want I want our Twitter feed now to be like flooded, yes. no pun intended, with yes, ugly crying. With ugly crying, <laughs> gifts, pictures, recommendations. We'll take oh, it's them. It's all us when Monet went home. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, Liv Tyler. Oh, is she? She's an ugly. Crier. Oh, yeah, and the Strangers. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. And that movie. Deep Impact. Deep. No. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Shut up, baby. Annette Bening. <laughs> ugly cry. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, oh, Kate Blanchett. I'm thinking of notes from a scan. Notes from oh, a, notes, notes on, on a scandal. scandal. 
And that scene that with her good. and Judy Dench. That movie's good. And that's where Judy Dench calls, calls her, you big baby. I always <laughs> think of that. You big baby. Oh, my God. That scene's great. But that's a great scene because she's got the mascara yes, running. Yes, yes, And she has that, like. Um, oh, my God. A crying runway. <gasps> I know. We have the Can crying we? mini challenge. Why yes. do have a crying runway? Oh, my God. I know. Uh, well, the ultimate. Don't cry, detox. You'll rust. You'll rust. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, no, that would be. I'd be into that. I'd be very into that. Everybody loves the crying baby. Mm-hmm. Um, so Cameron and Anthony, I love this read. That RuPaul has of Cameron. She's like slowly giving it to her, like in a little drip. She's like, mm-hmm. bitch, are you in a coma? Mm-hmm. She'd correct her. She's like, you think you talked about it? She's like, really kind of coming for her now. She's like, okay, bitch, you want to be top four? Yeah. Well, it's like, come she, out of your shell, Mary. Cameron's so in her head here. And I know where she is. If I'm going to like inject my own storyline, I'm like, oh, okay. I know where you are. You are feeling stunted by the, like, because to me, and and we see it in the, in the, in the runway, Especially thinking of Cameron and how complex her looks are and sort of how detailed and how feminine. She comes out when she's in drag. Like, that's yeah. who she is. But now she's got this straight guy who she's feeling all these feelings with. Right. And you can And really, finds attractive. Yeah. And you can really <laughs> see her roping in the parts of her drag that she feels threatened by, by like oh, a straight wow. man. <gasps> that's, that's a really interesting read that she kind of feels like she has to rope in herself because mm-hmm. she's apprehensive around this straight guy who she finds attractive. Yeah, because I think the, the look... Not that, are... th- that's why. She, right. You know, it's because he's straight, not because she's attracted to him, but yeah. Right, but I think if, when you look at it, like the look is so much more toned down than she usually does and it's in pants, which I just think is an interesting choice. Yeah, that was an interesting choice. Um, You know, it just, it's... Especially you know, if she's hyper femme. That's what I'm saying is when she's doing so much hyper feminine drag, like this to me felt like she held back okay. from doing that. Yeah. I mean, as as I think, um, was it Ross Matthews or Michelle who said like that they were muted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was, I think Lizzo called it out that oh. like everyone else was giving me this, you know, yeah. this whole thing and you're kind of giving me this like, oh, you know, two sisters out on the town. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It was like a uh, big business type of thing. Totally. But, like, but not drag. It was like medium sized business. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Small business. Small business. Yeah. Well, support small businesses, Mary. Support small. Yeah, small business Saturday. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh uh, yeah, I love those little small business Saturdays yeah. where they have the you know the they, they close down the street and everybody right. comes out. There's face painting. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's really hard for my Amazon.com order to get delivered. <laughs> That's the hardest part. The drones. Can't yeah, get yeah, the through. drones can't get through. Um, no. So uh, yeah, she, this is when she gives that famous speech. Like when men get into drag, it's like getting boozed up. It's like, are you going to be a mean drunk, fun drunk, boy? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm. I'm I, and then she does the whole. Kelly Michaels you want to key your car I know and I was like I figured you probably love this Kelly character oh, she, Kelly this Michaels. is kind of like your like drag character so to speak yeah. is that girl oh sure yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Um, um, Asia and Raymond uh, she gives that tip about vinyl shoes that expand mm-hmm, which yeah. I didn't know about you yeah. know it's a good idea that you then you like you blow the, the blow dryer to make them expand <laughs> right. and they shrink up on your feet again yeah I thought that and it was cute the way Asia was like oh I know exactly what you're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah, right. it was like two old drag yes. bros trading tips and meanwhile Raymond's there like oh, oh I know I know <laughs> just living his best life just being like it's all about fostering community I'm like I know girl Girl, you and me, because she has this whole speech to Rue about like what she does and her social media and sure. wanting to foster community in the gay community. Yeah, and oh, I was she just goes like, there. So once of course saw, they're gonna win. Yeah, well, once I saw that, I was like, oh, we need to have this girl on the podcast. Yeah, like, oh yeah, you are a Mary Mary. Yeah, right, totally. Yeah, totally. Um, um, Eureka and Frankie. Uh, RuPaul loves Eureka's strategy here. That's the answer I wanted to hear. He says, "Yep, uh, yep. yeah, it's well done." I, I gotta say though that like. 
it depends on the story they want to tell because Ru- RuPaul could have been told that and given a totally different response. Mm-hmm. He could have done the, uh, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, right. they, they can spin it either way. Um, and so it's interesting that they are making the effort this season to show that RuPaul wants them to be strategic. Yeah. I, We've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. RuPaul wants a drag race. He wants you a know? show, yeah. She, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. He wants queens clawing to mm-hmm. it's just that image of drag queens clawing to the finish yeah it's that hunger games thing yeah where then these queens you know sometimes they break the rules and they and they you know they become rupaul's best friend race yeah. but like no he wants fierce he not wa- nice yeah fierce. yeah um but i love that the queens kind of rebel with well because they know what's going to happen to them mm-hmm. on social media which i yeah. think you know rupaul has the power to kind of withstand that in many ways mm-hmm. uh and you have these queens that have never been famous have never been on tv mm-hmm. have never have not been through the 80s and 90s and early 2000s mm-hmm. you know and uh, they're just kind of thrust into this lifestyle mm-hmm. very rarely with therapy yeah well and if they're asked to be strategic or they make a strategic move, that can have such a backlash. Oh, my God. And people can read into that all sorts of things. Yeah. So RuPaul can kind of like paint them into a corner that then they are kind of like really fucking trapped in. Yeah, but I think this episode did a good job more so than the one in the past with the Vixen where RuPaul was uh, validating this this strategic move. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, he was endorsing it. Yeah. Um, but I think that like... It's still people will hear what they want to hear. People yeah, oh, will for see sure. the details they want oh, to see. Always the vixens, the villain. Right, right. They'll hear the They'll just story. hear that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I also loved Aquarius uh, soundbite. That's next. Uh, what's that? The only verse I am is Versace. Oh yes, yeah. That, that, that was cute. put that on a tote bag, mm-hmm. Mary. I know, and I was like. Did she, Every bottom will buy that. Right? Did she think of that beforehand? That was pretty quick for Aquaria. Yeah, yeah it was quick for Aquaria. And what I love about Aquaria is she does this kind Aquicria. of like, She does the, Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that water was just rushing. But she does this. Niagara Falls over here. Yeah, really. Um, going over in a barrel. Uh, <laughs> joke went over in a barrel. Anyway, so um, she does this kind of goosey little move whenever she makes a little pun. Uh-huh. She does this kind of like, hey, like little like you know finger gun. Yeah, thing yeah. Well, she does that in Untuck too. That yeah. I love. It's just it's like I'm she looks aware. older when she does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or not, I don't mean that in a bad way. No, like she looks her, matured. Her self awareness is kind of her. I think is her kind of. It's her charm. It's her and it's, it's her extra oomph. Yeah, it's the fact that she's all these things and self aware and, and figuring self, it out and yeah. self deprecating. Yeah, that's what sells it for me. Sure, you know. Sure. So I yeah nobody as Sherry O'Terry said like don't get up there and talk about how beautiful you are. Right, that's right. not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think and it was uh what uh what's her name? Kathy and Jimmy. No, the other one. Um, totally, Rita Rudner. Oh, there's Rita nothing Rudner. funny about someone who's good looking yes, and confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sherry O'Terry has a similar yeah um similar thing about like confidence isn't funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing well isn't funny. <laughs> Being happy isn't funny. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, um, yeah and it's interesting because we love Aquaria when she's being awkward, but we don't love her when she's acting confident and bitchy. Yeah, I know. And, and, and that's yet, unfair. That's not fair. But like, I guess kind how of it goes. Do love her when she's being confident? In now. a way, I've I've grown to love it. Okay. Yeah. Well, because you know, she's kind of a doing a thing. Well, because I know she's doing a thing, and I also feel like I just get it. Like I just, I think I. It's also I feel like she's earned it. Uh-huh. She's done so well this season that I kind on the of, runway, yeah. Yeah, that I can't even in the challenges. She's she's done the thing. She's surprised. Yeah, she's been surprising, and she 
recognized her limits and just kept going. Yeah. And that to me is even more impressive than killing it. Okay. You know what I mean? I hear what you're saying. Um, I will say this. This is a little uh, a little bomb. Uh, Kingsley is afraid of looking dumb and lacking confidence. Oh, I know. And I'm like, aren't we all, Mary? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's why Kingsley hasn't done drag before. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't think Kingsley looked dumb. Mm-hmm. I did think Kingsley lacked confidence. Like there mm-hmm. was something that was, I mean, it's just what it looked like. It just did. It wasn't as big. And I wonder if that was Aquaria. How do you mean? Like, it, because had Kingsley been paired up with Eureka or been paired up with Monet or been paired up with Asia or paired up with mm. Cracker, there might have been more of a like, you could do this. Oh, my God. This is so amazing. Oh, my God. You're gorgeous. Oh, my God. Look at this. Blah, 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 blah. Whereas mm-hmm. Aquarius is like, oh, don't worry. I got this. Oh, I'm going to make this great. But instead of you can do this. Right. Like transferring the energy. I'm going to elevate you. Mm-hmm. I think someone said to to her about transferring your confidence to your partner. Yes. Which is. Right. Uh, it's that's a skill. Ross Matthews, I think. Yeah, I think Monet would have been a good fit for Kingsley, or Asia, not because they're black, but because they have that kind of coach camp counselor. Sure, charm sure, sure, sure. Absolutely, Kingsley needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I think Cameron would have also been not a great fit because right. she would have been. Cracker quiet. would have been great. Cracker, I think, would have been great because I think that she. It she would have been like, oh my God, I, I, yes, it ha- I'm, I, I lack confidence too. Yeah, it yeah. helps to have someone who can meet you where you are right. and not feel like, oh, I got to climb up and yeah. get there with you. This like 21-year-old who's like killing it and is amazing, mm-hmm. who yeah. is also probably a little uptight because she needs to, everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how that interaction was when they were doing the Rutu video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I wonder how much Aquaria, because I think we've heard this before or maybe seen this before in the season that like, Maybe this was about Cracker, but I think Aquaria works really well on her own. I think she's really good at creating her own illusions and creating her own stories and being kind of a one-man band because that's how she started drag. Yeah. Alone in a room, kind of creating on her own. Right, right. That, and maybe part of this is her being an Aquarius, is that she just, this that's just what she's better at. Whereas then when she has to work and collaborate with someone else and transfer to other people, I don't know if that's quite her vibe or her approach yeah you know yeah I hear um, you. whereas in like someone like asia is kind of like she knows how to approach a team or a collaboration yeah you know yeah no i totally feel that um you know uh, rupaul again gets another kind of you know social justice corner uh suck it to you kind of moment mm-hmm. uh life is a banquet most poor suckers are starving to death get in there and put some heels on like it, it these are all amazing lines mm-hmm. that are right out of the gospel of rupaul and mm-hmm. we've missed this. Yeah, an anti mame reference. Yes, right, right. It's it's nice for RuPaul to make a reference and not say, "Well, you're too young to get yes. this." Yes, because it's like, isn't that that whole idea of "Oh, you're too young to get this reference"? Because I mean, I feel very sort of precious about you know maintaining references and making sure they continue on, and people know who Mommy Dearest is and Joan Crawford and all that. But you can't present those things and then shut the audience down for learning about it. Yeah. It's like, well, you don't know anything about Joan Crawford. Right. Well, why would I want to right. now? It's like when uh, Michelle last week was talking to Cracker and she, oh, well, of course you're too young to know the mm-hmm. love boat. Right. It's like, well, why would she ever want to now? You know, you've, you've <laughs> sure. invalidated her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where, and, and I love, I love that Rue chose this quote, A, because it's such like a gay culture kind of like uh-huh. you know well, yeah, cornerstone it's, it's, that's that's what she right. does yeah. right but it's that reminder that i needed to hear is that like most people are nowhere close to too much exactly like you are nowhere close to scraping the ceiling here yeah shoot as high as you can you won't reach it yeah you know i i wish i could remember her fucking name but there's this great 
um, uh, motivational speaker. And once I find the video, of course, I'll post it. Mm -hmm. But uh, she talks about um, uh, her light. And when mm -hmm. somebody is, when she's being quote unquote extra or when she's being happy and having joy and somebody's standing there like, can you just be quiet? Can you be quiet? Mm -hmm. She has an extra pair of sunglasses and she hands them the sunglasses and she says, here, put these on. That's so you're not blinded by my light. She's just walking around with like a whole jacket full of sunglasses. <laughs> I'm thinking of Asia's runway. Yeah, totally. Uh, but totally. you know what she I mean? She opens her coat. It's, it's the proverbial sure, sunglasses. Yeah, but yeah. like, uh, it's just a beautiful way to like th to walk through life. It's mm -hmm. like, you know what? If you are threatened by this, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Here's some sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, most people will be, right? Like, yep. That's and that's the whole, that's everybody will hate on you. Everybody will throw stones at you. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. And it is you. It is you. You have to find some way to create a force field yeah you know the the kind of other example of that because i have a lot of people in my <clears throat> like so in my facebook sphere who are from like an era of my life where i was connected with a lot of like personal development people and social you know or you know like um, life coaches life coaches and all that and spiritual kind of things because i kind of was in that realm for a little while yeah and so a lot of them i kind of you know am friends with on facebook but not like super close with and it's interesting to see because there's so much of what you're talking about of like shine your light and other people like, you know, that's their issue and they need to put, you know, all of that. That whole message is there. And then I see the people who are, they're performing this kind of like, like there's this one woman I'm thinking of who does all the things you're talking about. And yet there's this like underlying narcissism to what she's doing where it's like, I'm not buying any well, of this. Well, when you broadcast it, it's different. Mm -hmm. And now she's Honestly, like, I mean, if you're yeah. posting it and you're like, I'm amazing, I'm going on a walk today, and look how beautiful my life is, like, mm -hmm. then I'm like, really? And she'll have posts where it's like... But also, like, that's also me and my shit. Like, why shouldn't I believe her? Like, I... But I shouldn't it, even be on Facebook if I'm going to be in that mentality because when it, you're a, when you go on those social media sites, you're thinking about yourself. You're comparing often. Absolutely, it's all about comparison. But I think it, she's posting things that are not just like, "Oh, I'm just feeling wonderful today and so connected." There's a lot of that too. But there'll be these kind of these posts of when I look back and I think of how hard I've worked and all of the struggles, and I and I look at my life and I look at how I've grown. There's just this like. It's just this. She's talking herself up because nobody else is. And I think. Well, she's talking herself up because then other people are, because then she's going to get a parade of comments and oh, likes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, she needs that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then now there's the added factor of now she's trying to sell natural makeup products. Oh, I and see. it's like, oh, you are. There's something about using all of this personal development, spiritual growth, the universe is on your side shit. Opportunistic. As a way to ultimately sell makeup. Okay. And so. I think that there is this sweet spot of what you're talking about of people who are just being positive and existing in the world. Yeah. There's so many people who are using that to manipulate other people. Right. And it's, it's so disappointing. You know what I, I mean? I see what you mean. You know what I mean? I'd like to assume best intentions until I am proven otherwise. Mm. And I think it's important whenever I'm on social media to get out of a negative mindset. Mm. And when I do find myself in a negative mindset looking at somebody's posts, I hide them. I, yeah. don't, I unfollow them because I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't want to think like that. Oh. I'm, I'm like on the subway right now, you know? I keep thinking I need to unfriend this woman. And then I'm like, why have I not? Yeah, think about why you're why you having Colin. Why am I attached to, to this? But I think it's... I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Um, I don't think I'm off about it. It's I, like people that don't like our podcast. I'm like, well, then stop listening. Then don't listen. Yeah. yeah. Then don't 
leave a comment saying I need I want my time back. It's right. like, okay, well, where can I mail it to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why bother? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but whatever. Um, um so what's next? We have um, the we they have to make the homemade video of Christmas nerve and talent. Yeah, I mean, I think what's next is really just yeah. There's the video, which doesn't seem like much of a, a bomb drop compared sure. to other things. Other just one more thing. We see uh, Cracker and Cameron their dynamic with their uh, social kings um, in in conjunction with Asia, Monet, and Eureka. Yeah, introver- introverts have fun differently, right? Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Because I think yeah, Cracker says for people like Chester and I, fun is very subdued. Yeah, I love um, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was it was it was an interesting. Concept. Contrast. You know, you mentioned earlier that we're seeing clicks, you know, and we're seeing like geographic clicks. Yeah. This felt like extroverts. Oh, this is another click. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting because when uh, Anthony uh, talks to Cameron about it and Cameron's like, oh, you know, I get ready at home. It's like a ritual for me. You know, this is where I'm most comfortable. Uh, and but I couldn't help but hear in Anthony's voice like they're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, yep. And so are we. Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to kind of like <clears throat> see. I also think some sort of like also think Cameron Cameron was really nervous. Yeah, but I think it's like what he tried to say as the upside was like, well, it all looks like they're having a lot of fun, but you can just focus on being diligent, right? And I mean, it's also like, well, I can kind of see the value of that. It's like I'll have fun when I when when I win when I when I win. But but opposite. Then we hear Cracker, and she even says, "It worked. I'm having a good time," Mm -hmm. and she wins the fucking challenge. Yeah. And it's a different. That was type the of most fun. joyful moment I've seen this whole season. Mm-hmm. Well, not the most, but one of the most joyful moments from her, from from Cracker, from just just seeing this moment. I'm like, I was mm-hmm. smiling. It was funny. The whole Alyssa Edwards reference. Oh yeah, he looked fucking phenomenal. Probably one of the best makeover challenge. Yeah, uh, makeovers they've ever yeah, had. Yeah, I can't think of one that like was more like whoa, wow, like complete. There have been some good ones. Sarge. Well, <laughs> they read Sarge down, Sarge. Uh, but yes. I think that was all very like, oh, talk about Sarge. So, right yeah, now. He's right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love I guess it was the bonus clip of that. Yes, yeah. Yes. The cut to Sarge. What a bonus. Oh, I'll tell you what. Ooh, baby. <laughs> I was like, this is a good season. Yeah. I'm into this. He, looked, on, great. he yeah, looked great. He looked great. And then I thought, oh, I forgot. If I was on Drag Race, Sarge would be there. Sarge would be there. And that'd be like the first things first. Can Sarge be my like talking head cameraman yeah you know your buddy um and yeah and does he want to share a hotel room i mean <laughs> you know that's these are the questions maybe a sleeping bag uh, I don't care. let's take a quick break and then we will move on to the run run mm. runway and we're back mary sorry i need to blow my nose and colin needed to go vomit in the bathroom can i say summer <laughs> summer body <laughs> Oh my God! No, Mary, <laughs> don't joke about that. Don't joke about that. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Colin did not throw up. I he's peed. Not, he's not drunk. He peed. Well, he says he peed. I didn't listen. I peed. I peed. <laughs> uh, so we have the runway. Um, yeah. And you know, for me, walking into this challenge, uh, for the rules I know about the makeover challenge, they stuck to this season. The rules I know are that they have to look alike. It's been like that since season one with Rebecca Glasscock's bullshit win. Yep. Yep. They have to look alike. And did they transform internally? Did they get featured? Were they glowed up? Mm Mm-hmm. Did something happen kind of to them? So they're looking Mm -hmm. for those two things. Yeah. Um, 
obviously the queen needs to look good too, but I think that's almost even secondary to like the challenge of first you have to look the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be some sense of like, this is not just an uncomfortable guy in drag. This is a queen that you've created. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. And they look just like you because mm-hmm. it can't be familial. It needs to be almost twinsies, almost mama daughter wearing the same outfit air on the side of looking more alike than less alike on the same team <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah um i will say that if we're going to be talking about looks i feel like maybe michelle should have worn that uh, red she shouldn't have because she was blending into the backdrop oh i thought she looked stunning no she looked great i'm saying that it was the same red as the backdrop and right. so it was I like yeah. it was like when you wear green and stand in front of a green screen sure yeah um <laughs> but whatever I'm ahead. yeah um yeah and then miles heiser is aquarius brother I mean, it, I, I just like saw a cross between Aquaria and that little shit from Game of Thrones, uh, King oh, Joffrey. The little king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm not, I'm, I've never watched 13 Reasons Why. I have not many reasons to. <laughs> um, I have one less one after seeing Miles. There you go, Mary. Um, so whatever. Um, Lizzo, uh, we love Lizzo. She was uh, a Last Chance Lip Sync. Yes, she was. Uh, I was kind of hoping it'd be that song. Where the hell my phone? Yeah, yeah but she's promoting her new yeah. stuff. It's obviously. a great song. Yeah, yeah no, it was a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about this Vanjie mania mm-hmm. because RuPaul now has done it on the main stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe RuPaul whenever she laughs. I don't believe when she said, oh, Michelle, you better stop it. Right. I don't think that's real. I know what you mean because obviously RuPaul's laugh is a bit of like a trademark. Yes. So he can do it whenever he wants. Right. I think when RuPaul's laughing and it's real is the mini challenge when he'd like look away laughing oh, yeah. when the queens were making him laugh. Yeah. Um, I think that that's real. Right. Um, or during like the roast mm-hmm. with uh, Coco. Sure, sure. I mean, I think that like, I think that when you kind of see Rue kind of caught off guard laughing, that's real because yeah. Rue performs his laugh so much. Yes, exactly. Um, the Vanjie thing. Yeah, I mean, I was I like... I mean, RuPaul is a businessman. Yeah. And RuPaul knows, okay, that this Vanjie thing was amazing. Mm-hmm. And for... I don't know who created the memes. I don't know if it, it really came from the fandom. It must have. Yeah. Because I was into it. And then I kept seeing all these memes, and it's been perpetuated. Mm-hmm. And not only has it been perpetuated on the internet, it's been perpetuated on the show. They, the producers have chosen to keep in all Vanjie references. Yep. She does it on the runway. At Dra- LA Drag Con, Vanjie comes in and has her own special moment with RuPaul on stage during her keynote. Wow. And it's like, okay, this queen is definitely, definitely on All Stars 4 or season 11. Probably season 11. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, season 11. I, I, the rumors about season 4, I'm just not sure yet, but season mm-hmm. 11, I know they're, they're filming now. Mm-hmm. And Vanjie has, uh, she canceled 20 gigs in a row. Yeah. There's no way they're not bringing her back they for are, more Vanjie. Exactly. No, absolutely. Um, and, and I guess when you think about it, it's like, yeah, she seemed like the kind of queen you just were going to get more of. Right. And right. I think they wanted more. They yeah. cast her getting to get more. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, um, so th- so these looks, um, you know, again, I, for me, I'm, uh, it's sure I have my own opinions, but I'm also going to look at it from the, the viewpoint of the show mm-hmm. where it's like, who looks like the other one? So uh, Asia and America. Asia and America. Uh, it sounds like the name of a... Yeah, of a movie. Yeah, really. I mean, it, it, it sounds like American politics today. Um, <laughs> uh, wow, <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. There's much collusion going on yes, on this runway. Yes, um, absolutely. So yeah, they had the fringe coats. Um, it was all about her energy, and I thought they looked alike. Yeah, and I felt like, and I'm I. Don't they like, also love Raymond's politics. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. I don't like to compare queens to other queens, but this runway had a lot of similar faces, and America looked a lot like Laganja. Oh, I hear, I hear what you're saying. Like a later Laganja, sure. Post show, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Eureka mm-hmm. and Frankie looked exactly alike. It was mm-hmm. just a smaller version. Mm-hmm. The I don't know why Frankie's loaf was like half baked. I don't know. Did you notice that? It oh, was I didn't. Just like misformed. Oh, was it? Did it, it get? Like, oh, someone had opened the oven a little early <laughs> while she exactly. was cooking. Yeah. Yeah, the um, souffle didn't. Yeah, yeah, did not quite rise. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like the story they created. Yeah. I um, I mean, Frankie. If we're gonna talk about this theme of looking like queens, Bianca Del Rio. Oh yeah. Looked a lot like Bianca. I see that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love her makeup. I th- I agreed with. Um, the girls in Untucked Like her makeup Actually wasn't very good it, But they yeah. looked alike And there was a story um, One of our Our listeners wrote in And was, was like Do we need a story now I didn't know that That was a thing Yeah um, And I don't know If we need a story As much as we need them To look alike mm-hmm. Other other runways Other makeover runways Have definitely done stories Yeah Jinx Monsoon did right. it Pandora Box did it Katya and her mom Katya and her, Katya and her mom I mean, <laughs> Come on That's an epic story Yeah So I'm fine with it And it's a really smart way Especially if you have someone Who's not comfortable Doing the walk Right it's, And Frankie is not Someone who's uncomfortable with that But this would have been great Maybe for someone like Kingsley Sure To, to have kind of, something to, to anchor on to mm-hmm. Instead of like Do fears Do Aquaria Right Because yeah. I'm not super familiar With what Kingsley does On like YouTube Or, or whatever social media platform He prefers But I would imagine he might be more comfortable in like a skit situation or like a kind of like a story if he's not able to just be himself. Right. You know? Right. But this is not in his wheelhouse. No, totally. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Capricorn, mm-hmm. Capricorn. Capricorn. Yeah. Um, they, she just looked a little subdued mm-hmm. and so did Aquaria. Yeah. The look was fine, um, but her look didn't look expensive. It just it didn't all click together for me. Yeah, I also but her face was great. Sure, yeah, I I think that the judges recognized that Kingsley was feeling very held back, and I think they recognized that Aquaria couldn't bring that all out. And I don't know why they didn't put her in the bottom for it. Well, I think Aquaria it, should have been in the bottom, Colin. It would have been a great lip sync between Aquaria and Cameron, and then you send Cameron home. I think they would have sent. I think it would have been Monet and uh, Monet and, and Aquaria. Aquaria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think Monet, it was time to go. She had been in the bottom twice. She didn't kill the But she challenge. had short change. And Tyler was alive. And I I hate that they were wearing green because they keep perpetuating this oh, green know. thing. I mean, I love them. I also loved, and I know this wasn't the challenge, but I love that idea of like two coworkers going out. <laughs> You know, come on, Stacy. We're gonna go. I like. I love like a crazy Thursday night. Sure. And they're going out on the town, yeah. or like you know, working the same car show. Yeah. Um, and going out after. I feel like those stories are super funny. I wish that's what was allowed in this in this runway, right. and that they went with that. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. What's you know? the story? Yeah. Um, Cracker and I mean, I don't think we have much more else to say about uh, the cookie looked. In I mean, it was it was. Fantastic! Oh yeah, and I think oh I think I took the crackers. No- headpiece was fun. Yeah, it was like you know reminiscent of violets a little bit. I think there's I saw in the subreddit it, it's also reminiscent. I think of a look in Priscilla. I think there's there's some reminiscent that- is in the hizzy for shiz boy. Oh, sorry, unnecessary, sorry, Mary. unnecessary. Um, 
I feel triggered. I feel attacked. Uh, Goop. Stop using triggered in that. Uh, everybody, stop using triggered when you're not really when triggered. You're not really triggered. Triggered is such when a you're thing. bothered. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, I don't even know what triggered means now. Ugh, um, the worst. But anyway, yes. No, I thought Cookie was incredible. Yeah, we talked about that. Monet um, and Short Change were great, and then Cameron and Kelly. Cameron and Kelly, they didn't look alike. Again, mm-hmm. if we're gonna go to the thing, mm-hmm. at least Monet and Short Change, they look. They had the same colors on. Yeah, right. Oh, it was much more in line than Cameron and Kelly were. Like they look, they were very Romeo and Michelle to me, mm-hmm. which was great. I think that was kind of the idea. I think yeah. that's what Cameron was going for, and it was cute. But they didn't look alike, and mm-hmm. Kelly looked a little bit like Derek Barry. I think someone else said Jocelyn Fox. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, it was. Uh, I mean. I felt like they looked like the kind of girls you'd see fighting outside the club at like 2 a.m. You know what oh, I mean? Shit. That's I just I was like <laughs> cut to like crying fighting. Kelly and Cameron. Kelly and Cameron. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Just call an Uber, Kelly. <laughs> I don't care. I don't have the app on my phone anymore. <laughs> yeah. I don't have enough space. <laughs> uh, DIY videos were funny. Was, I mean, they fine. had very little weight on this challenge. Yeah. It was very hard to do those poorly. And those videos they were edited for them like yeah, yeah it was they, fine. they had nothing to do with the final results yeah it was just another way for RuPaul's song to be featured mm-hmm. in the middle of the show right because Eureka and Frankie were great Monet and Tyler were great yeah you know I mean it was fine um, and that could have been bonus content for me to be honest with easily. you I would have rather seen the Sarge moment rather than the oh you know what I mean yes I absolutely always know what you mean when it comes to Sarge <sighs> and seeing more of him <laughs> uh, so critiques um so I like, what do I have here? I mean I don't I don't uh, Oh, I guess the the first note I have is we just We've talked about these. We've talked about a lot of them. The notes I have, I mean, I feel like Miss Cookie, there's kind of we kind of mentioned this before that certain makeover queens kind of find themselves in yeah. the makeover. Sarge. Sarge Sar- is like the quintessential example. Yeah. Manila's guy in season 3. Oh right. Matt. Oh, oh you loved Matt. I love Matt. He, he's the um he's the woke pig. <laughs> I love Matt. Um and then oh I guess um oh Katya's mom. I think, oh, Katya's I think, mom. I think Pat, I, I don't know. I, it made me think of like my own mom in drag. It was just mm. like, okay, go for it. Yeah. You know, like I she she showed up for her kid. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, you know, they, they, they read Monet for not having any family resemblance. And I said, what? I, I just think it was a stretch for them yeah. to say there's no family resemblance here. And then for them to look at Aquaria and Kingsley and be like, Oh, well, I think that you did, you know, you wore the same colors and there's family mm-hmm. resemblance. I'm like, they have the same family resemblance as Monet and Tyler. Right. I think at this point, they just knew. Same that. with Asia. Yeah. But it was, you know, Monet was not winning any challenges. <sighs> I know. And and listen, and I'm the one who wants Monet to win everything. I know. And I understand. You know, it's like, I think. That but I think it's just worth saying that like, yeah, I was frustrated. I mm-hmm. was just like, oh, no, you're pushing her to the bottom. Yeah, uh, they, they were. They were definitely pushing her to the bottom at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and creating that narrative. Yeah. They to had a great that. time. It was so much fun watching uh, Monet and Tyler on the runway. I know. I know. I know. It's it's a shame because like, like to me, that's more important. Yeah. Right. Is like. And she looked great with the wig. She finally did what she was told to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, Monet looked great. I mean, I love the kitten wigs. Yes. I think it's a great look. I, I get why she sticks to it. Yeah. But it's not bad to keep some of this in the arsenal, too, because oh, this is a whole new, yeah, I- whole new idea. Yeah, identity. She does it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Cameron and Kelly. Kelly had the worst makeup for me. Kelly looked terrible. Well, I don't she looked terrible. No, she, she looked terrible. All right, Mary. Compared to like Cookie? All right, Mary. Especially considering well, compared to Cookie. Especially considering what Cameron can do. So if Cookie's a cookie, what was Kelly? 
Kelly Kelly was Kelly was a communion wafer. <laughs> That's what she was. Uh, <laughs> no. What is it? Wait, oh, the Lord be with you, and also yeah, with and you. also with you. Yeah. Crunch. Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> well, they would just melt on your tongue. So right. I would. I remember going to, in Catholic school because we would have masses during you know school days and. I would always be like so hungry because like lunch would be like next <laughs> or it would just be like earlier in the day and I didn't have a big enough breakfast Two? Well, I wish because I'd just be waiting for communion because at least they get... put it in your mouth. No, I, I thought they can so weird when I was a Eucharistic minister and I had to put it on people's tongues. Ugh. I was like, you are. I am 13. I shouldn't be putting anything in your mouth. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, no, I would take it by hand and then I would handle that part. Right. Um, but then I would have to like savor it. So like this is the only food and young Catholic school me. It was like. Well, it is the body of Christ. This should sustain me till lunch. Oh you know what I mean? God, like, so funny. if they're gonna walk your talk, you I know? hear you, Mary. So, um, yeah, I think that the that the read of Kelly and Cameron was correct in the sense that they were muted mm-hmm. compared to the other queens. Yeah. Um, I guess the other thing in the critiques, and I think here they were talking about Eureka and Frankie, but I love that Ross Matthews will make the 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 allusions and the metaphors that make sense and matter in this world. You can't ma- mix two bold flavors. You can't mix a blue cheese and a Thai peanut. Yuck. I just like, I love that that's how Ross Matthews, Matthews thinks about comparing these queens oh, interesting. by sauces. <laughs> and if you listen to um, Straight Talk with Ross, you know that he is a big chicken finger fan and a okay. big sauce fan. All right, lovely. So like knowing Ross, I was like, of course. Okay. Of course you'd compare them to a blue cheese. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like before the lip sync, I mean... Mm. I think I've got everything. Yeah. Oh, there's just this cute moment where like Miles wakes up for a moment uh-huh. and he like disagrees with Ross. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, and then somebody tell him to do that. Right. And Ross kind of like clicks his tongue and looks <laughs> away. And it's a performance. Trade. But it's so just like, oh, really? Yeah, you disagree seriously. with me? Guest judge. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so the lip sync, you know, I hate to say it. Cameron won this lip sync. If anything, not because we didn't get to see Monet's face, mm-hmm. but Monet took a risk. And it didn't really work. Yeah, she did the Alexis Michelle slide. Mm, I know, I know. It was, it was, it was a- great that she left, and RuPaul was like, "This better be good." Are you coming back? This better be good. And then she comes back, and she does the Alexis Michelle slide and breaks a bulb. I know. And I'm like, "Okay, Robbie Turner, right?" Um, but like, it was, uh, it was fine, but it wasn't. It was. It, she, it, she stopped lip syncing. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't as clean as Cameron's, That's quote unquote. One of the big differences. I yeah. think Cameron's was really clean, really crisp. She was. She was just. She hit every. You know. She, she had to move every beat. That's like yeah. what she does That's really she well. Does. Um, you know. I, mean, I will say, and maybe I'm. Subject- and she comes out. You know. She yeah. comes out. Maybe I'm subjective, but my eye like stayed with Monet. Always. I'm always looking at Monet because I don't know what she's gonna do next. It was the second watch that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. Cameron. Cameron did well. Yeah. Because yeah. Monet, like Cameron, was doing really great choreography and was really the, present. The kicking of the shoes. Yeah, yeah. There were lots of cool things that she was doing, but I'm always watching for like. The Carol Burnett quality the of Monet, nuance. all of the character to come out, the little stories yeah. that she tells. We didn't get to see that. They didn't show that. They had to play that down. Yeah. Yeah. So I I knew, I knew before the lip sync started, I was like, and I think Monet even knew. I was at Stonewall watching this because uh, I let the guys go early for this rehearsal. We're, we're, we're touring Mexico. Wow. Um, I let them go early because they did really well. And I also wanted to like watch the runway right, right, uh, that's right. not really why but mm. um so yes yeah, so i ran over stonewall and i was watching it and 
All was fine. I was talking to the bartender. There was this lovely couple next to me, and I could see the screen. I was right in front of it, and it was nice and you know easy to watch. I could mm-hmm. hear things. I could read the subtitles. And then, Mary, these two queens come down from upstairs, and they're clearly not Monet fans. Ugh. And they are right, be- literally right behind me, both of them. Just squawking in my ear like, oh, ha, 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 and I'm just, oh, she's not going to win, ba, ba. and I'm just like, oh, you're ruining this awful moment for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the minute the lip sync ended, I was like, I already know what's going to happen. And mm. so I got up and I watched it uh, by the screen right by the door. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't, Cause I didn't want to hear their reaction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mary. Yeah. Yeah. One of those moments. Mm-hmm. I also did hear that at Hardware, Riot. A riot when Monet went home. Wow. And I don't mean a riot. I like, say, really? Stonewall must have been like, oh, well, <laughs> we had our moment. <laughs> no, but like people were upset. Yeah. yeah people were upset. I'm sure. So, I mean, cha-ching, yeah. motherfuckers. Cha-ching, motherfuckers. Cha-ching. Yeah. Um, she got that last little sponge joke in. Finally. Ugh, yeah. Soak her. it up, Mary. Yeah. Soak it up. Um, uh, we will miss Monet. Oh I'm, uh, again, I'm, it's, I'm interested to see what happens in the second act into the woods. Like, mm-hmm. all right, how are you going to wrap this up without the narrator? Yeah. Uh, what's going to happen next episode? You know, is yeah. it going to be Cracker? You know? I mean, I don't know. I I don't see Cracker going. I, I think that they're going to give her this win. And then I think that they're going to send her home next week. Well, I think this whole idea of the runway being that they're creating it should some, be Cameron. some kind of look where it's they're doing a look that represents something they hate about themselves. There's it, it requires a certain emotional intelligence. Right. And I okay. feel like that has been not that not that Cracker isn't emotionally intelligent, but she's afraid to feel it and exist in it. And and I mean, this is what RuPaul's been. This is the story he's been telling. Yeah, that's all true. Season. That's true. She you like know? she'll deflect when there's an emotional mm-hmm. moment. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So I wonder if that will. It's play very out. Cameron in the sense of Cameron doesn't is controlling her emotions because mm-hmm. she knows she's a very sensitive queen, and I think Cracker is a very sensitive queen, mm-hmm. and she's trying to hold on for dear life. Yeah. You know, God Whereas, bless her soul. Yeah. I feel like Trixie might have been the same way in the sense that like Trixie also couldn't do the reality part. She was great talking head, but mm-hmm. like just like Cracker, but like she couldn't let her emotions go on this wide spectrum mm-hmm. because they would have been too extreme and she wouldn't have been able to control them. Yeah. Well, and, and I think in comparison, in terms of queens who might be coming up with a challenge next week, I think that Cameron, what she has on her side is that the runway is where she comes out. Yeah. So it stands to reason that like she could I kill would, this challenge. I would argue in the sense that we found out that the lip sync is where she comes out. So if mm-hmm. I'm a producer, I'm like, well, let's put her in the in the bottom again. I mean, again, at that point, it's like... I'll send her home. Yeah, send her home. I would love to see two New York queens mm-hmm. uh, or just even Cracker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, in the top four. Yeah. I think that'd be really interesting. Well, cra- yeah, I mean, because Aquaria. She's a, she's a funny queen. I feel like is guaranteed. Cracker, I mean. Eureka is definitely guaranteed. She's She has been killing it. Yeah. She, she's a producer's contestant. She's funny. She has a great story. She was on the last season. So, I mean. So the question is, is it, a, is it a top three or a top four? I don't know, Mary. Because I was trying to pay attention this episode. And you look over at those tweeter head statues, and there were three silver ones and one gold ah, one left. All right. Well, so that's three silver and one gold. Gold for the winner, and then so three top. So the, the, so they would be top four. No, because the, each of the queens takes one of those when they go. It's the it's the statue. No, they, no. The top. The, they don't all get one when they go. They get it at the end. 
No, when that you, says to me top four. No, I see why you're saying it's top three. No, because each queen has been taking one each week. I what know, are you and about? I think the top. I know, and I think when they get to the top four, they don't get them until after the final. Yeah, that's what I see. But anyway, um, eh, we'll see. I because that's just my big question: Is it top three or top four? Is it a lip sync for the crown? Is it a traditional? Eh, there might be a twist. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, y'all wanted a twist, eh? Mm. Come on, season ten. Let's. Put Let, it in the pig pen. Yeah, let's. Yeah, <laughs> let's go back to the drawing board let's on this lip one again. Yeah, let's um, do this again. Uh, so, uh, Marys, obviously, if you have any thoughts on this episode, this gigantic episode, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter at AllRightMary or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com or you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, in case you're wondering, we are going to cover Untucked and Nuance. Yes. Um, and some other little things. So don't worry. There's all, more All Right Mary coming. Um, of course, uh, if you want even more All Right Mary than you're even getting right now, you can go to patreon.com backslash allrightmary and you can get access to our bonus episodes uh last week was pleasantville and coming up this week is going to be welcome to the dollhouse mm-hmm. so um yeah you can wiener dog yeah so you can get into that and um of course you can also head over to itunes and you could leave us a rating and leave us a review potentially a positive one to let other marys know that this is a podcast worth their time talent and energy and there you go mary uh and our last chance lip sync of the week is brought to you by a colin yes so of course uh you may know from previous last chance last chance lip syncs that i'm a big fan of churches um and they i think months ago we did uh, one of their songs and they just had a new album come out that is so good i love that churches this, this is is, a good song. is like dance music that makes you cry uh so this is graffiti and this is taking you out today and uh we'll see you in nuance all right mary see you later we never will, never will.